Love Talk Radio. Welcome to the Couch Potato Sports Show, your internet radio home for all sports news and talk. Join Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, and the best co-host anyone can ask for, Cuervo. We cover it all from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, as well as indoor football and high school sports. So let's do this. Here's Sonny Clark. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome into the Couch Potato Sports Show with me, Charlie. Largely hardest working man in sports radio. As we're here on a Sunday morning, week number 11 of 10. Week ahead of myself. Big time games going on this week? Uh, not really. But there are games, so we'll talk about those games. It's now officially cold here in Dallas. And it started just a couple days ago. So it's officially cold. I got the, I got, it started a little bit. I pulled out the, and it's always official when I pull out the cool in the gang hoodie. That's right. The cool in the gang hoodie. It's all set and I'm wearing my cool in the gang hoodie. It's actually nipply. And that being said. It's a perfect time for football. And a perfect time. By the way, I was I was strolling through, and if you keep track of my Facebook page, um, you'll see I came across um, a article that was written three years ago. It just goes to show sometimes you just get so caught up into a lot of things. And um, three years ago, we lost a former Raven – BYU star Ty Christensen. I I didn't even hear about this. I was like, wow, did I, I like miss something? Were we doing sports <laughs> back in the day? My God, how did we miss this one? I missed it. Or if we covered it, Sonny's brain just don't remember it. So it's like new to me. It's it's like watching Breaking Bad the second time when you got a bad memory. You don't remember all the crap that happened, and you're like, wow, it's like a new show. Yeah. And even though I remember how it ended, you know, leading up to it, I sure in the hell uh, don't remember all that stuff they were going through. And, and I must have missed a couple of episodes or lots of shots to the head. But it is. It, it, but Todd Christensen passing away, this was three years ago. We were on the air. So we, we just missed that one. So um, it was a you know, big-time shocker to me. Th- that guy that guy, really kind of created the tight end position in reality, at least as far as I'm concerned. He kind of, he kind of just defined it and made it a role to a viable role of a guy that can get out into uh, the 
the past patterns and things of that sort. That that guy that guy made it good. So uh, something. By the way, also uh, one of the things back on November nineteenth, two thousand thirteen. If you read my Facebook, I said I love being right, and I was right, and I claimed it as soon as the guy was hired. And I'm talking about Leslie Frazier as the head coach of the Vikings, and he ended up with an eighteen and thirty record. And, well, at the time, I, I, I told everybody about it. And, and listen, I had people people completely just agree with me. A message, I remember, Sonny, what, what's your problem with Leslie Frazier? I don't have a problem with Leslie Frazier. I have a problem with him being a head coach of a football team, and he's not very good to get him back to the defensive coordinator job. And it's not a bust on Leslie Frazier. It really wasn't more so than they gave him a job that he wasn't ready to take with a team that had a lot of potential. And you had a guy really, really inexperienced to be head coach in the NFL. He really did. But right now he's the secondaries coach for the Baltimore Ravens. And <laughs> guess what? Maybe he's lost his touch there. Look at the Baltimore Ravens. They're going to go up against – the up-and-coming team I was completely wrong on, Dallas Cowboys. Normally, I am completely right. And this year, boy, I, I'm telling you right now, I've thrown a lot of curveballs that have been knocked out of the park when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys. So get, Dallas Cowboys fans this year loved Sonny Clark. And I'll tell you the reason why. They say anything that Sonny says, go completely the opposite. <laughs> because that's where the Dallas Cowboys are. Man, oh, man. How about an eight-game winning streak? Eight games. Holy smoke, folks. That's some big-time stuff. That's serious. And that's a team that's for real no matter what teams are in front of them. They played nine games. They should be 9-0. and But that game against the Steelers, that game against the, uh, the Packers, yeah. The team's for real. Now, what's going to happen with the Dallas Cowboys? And, and, and this, uh, this is where some of the people who listen to me and think I'm a Dallas Cowboy haters are going to go completely opposite on me, but I will be right about this one. The Dallas Cowboys are going to lose a game, uh, another game this season. I, I'm sorry, they're, they're good. But they will drop the ball, not intentionally, obviously. Uh, they'll just meet up against a team that might want it a little bit more. Will that happen this week with the Baltimore Ravens? You know, we're going to cover that game. But, you know, as we are here, uh, some good games going on this week. So uh, just to make sure that we are – and here's another thing, guys. I was looking at this schedule, and I'm sitting here thinking to myself, holy garbage, are you kidding me? This is week 11. I put It's actually week 11. I put 10 in the description, but it's week 11 of the NFL. So that means on the buys in week number 11 are the Atlanta Falcons, Denver Broncos, New York Jets, and the San Diego Superchargers. And this is not time for San Diego to be on a buy. All the other teams in that division are in play, and who knows? They could all win, and then they get even further behind. 
Week number 12, next week, everybody is in action. No buys next week. And week 13, there's only two teams on the buy, two teams against nobody really cares about, the Cleveland Browns. Well, the Tennessee Titans, depending on what happens in the AFC South, that could be that could be a really interesting buy for Tennessee. So this is the last week of real buys, and then, like I said, two weeks later, we will have two teams on the buy, so one less game during the week. So. Just to roll through and talk about the NFL, let's do that. Let's talk about the standings of the NFL, where they are in week number 11. And I'm getting buzzed. If you heard the buzz, ah, I'm going to have to move that or it'll buzz all through the show. Um, But. Let's start in the AFC East. 7-2, New England Patriots. Are they going to run away with this division? Miami Miami wants to say something different about that. Miami's won four games in a row, folks. Now, granted, not a good football team, but you got to win games. Sometimes you got to win games against games, teams that you're not supposed to win against, and sometimes you've got to win games that you're, you should be close in. Miami four-game winning streak, is that going to help them in this division? I just don't see it. But, hey, they're playing for it because they got the same rep- record as the AFC North leading Baltimore Ravens, who are 5-4 and four on the season. But that having been said, looking at the Buffalo Bills, they're 4-5, and five, and the New York Jets, 3-7. and seven. Now, that also having been said, the games that happened on Thursday, we will get to because I got to eat some crow on that one. So I already, I'm getting messages already. What about the game Thursday, Sonny? You were wrong. Yes, I was wrong. Okay, L- let me let me just get through the standings here, guys. Please let me get through the standings. All right, so let's go to the AFC North, where the Baltimore Ravens are five and four and leading that division. Pittsburgh Steelers four and five in second. Three and five are the Cincinnati Bengals and the Cleveland Browns. They are going to be one. I'm not sure when the last time it happened, but I'm just calling it out. They are going to be the first team to go zero and zero and sixteen. AFC South, Houston Texans, six and three, Tennessee Titans five and five. Be interesting. Like I said, they'll be on the bye next uh, in two weeks. Jacksonville Jaguars two and seven. AFC West, Kansas City Chiefs seven and two, along with the Oakland Raiders, who are seven and two. The Denver Broncos, seven and three. San Diego Superchargers, four and six. Over in the NFC East, the Dallas Cowboys, eight and one. Seven game our eight game winning streak. Wow. Six and three New York Giants up there biting on their heels. They got a four game winning streak going on right now. Washington Redskins five three and one. I hate the one, you know that. Philadelphia at five and four. All those teams in the battle. Okay. You, you can't count even the Philadelphia Eagles out. You may want to say the Dallas Cowboys are gonna win that division. You can say that. But it is the NFC East. And it's it, the middle of November. We'll talk more at the end of December. NFC North, the Lions 5-4 leading that division. And I had them finishing third. Everybody I know had them finishing last. 
and the Minnesota Vikings five and four, and the Green Bay Packers are four and five in third place, and the Chicago Bears are lucky to even get on the field. Never mind win the game. Two and seven. Atlanta Falcons six and four, five and four. Uh, mark that four and five are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers four and six for the Carolina Panthers and the Saints. Still don't understand why the Panthers are not above the Saints with the same record. At least that's according to the NFL.com. Don't shoot me. It may be wrong, but then get a hold of that. Seattle, 6-2-1. and two and one. Arizona Cardinals, 4-4-1. Four, 4-5 four and one. Four and five are the Rams, and 1-8 and eight are the San Francisco 49ers. So you got your update there on the um, standings. So let's do this. Oh, you didn't know. In case you didn't know. Your ass better call somebody. That's right. Pick up the phone and give him a call because Cuervo on the line to find co-host of this program. Good morning, Cuervo. Sir Cuervo. How you doing, my friend? I'm good, Sonny. How are you this morning? Do I, I, I've had a pot of coffee and going into my second so you you know I'm awake, and I've been awake since six o'clock. So I'm all set and ready to rock and roll and talk about the games that happen are happening today, as well. So I'm ready to go. How about you? Ah, uh, Sonny, you know I'm always ready to go, my friend. Uh, you know, week what is it? Week eleven now? Week, week eleven, and I put I know I put it I put week ten in the description, and I just was too lazy to change it. Oh, you know what? I didn't even notice that, Sonny. Yep. The point I was going to make is it's it's starting to get towards the end of November now. Sunday, yes. Thanksgiving is four days away. This yes. is the time of the year we start to separate the men from the boys. And we got a couple of games today that's going to really, we're going to really see who the men are and who the boys are. I agree. I agree. They're not good games uh, as far as that are concerned, but teams that are supposed to be good should handle the teams that they're supposed to handle today. That's going to be the big question. Now, are you calling me from downtown LV Las Vegas in a hotel room and have enough nerve to be in Las Vegas this weekend? Uh, no, no, sir. I'm, I'm back home now. So you got me for the full three hours. Uh, okay. With, with shouldn't be any interruptions. Shouldn't be, but um, yeah, but I'm back home. I, I was there for my uh, for my Marine birthday ball, as I think I posted to you guys. So yes, it was a good time. that's what it was I was green. Time. I was I was definitely green. You know, here in Las Vegas. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it is what it is. So hey, let, let's take a look at Monday night or mark that Thursday night football game. Uh, the Carolina Panthers. They get gosh. Another punt situation for the Saints. Man, the Saints can't get out of their own way, and they've got one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I mean, they're talking MVP for Drew Brees with the numbers that he put up, and my gosh, if if they could not get out of their own way, their special teams are horrible. This is a team that can't get a kickoff to save their life, and the Carolina Panther ain't come out at 23-20. to 20. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was a uh, it was one of those uh, from what I saw the highlights. I didn't get to watch the game, obviously, but you know it, it, it was a, it was a back and forth. It looked like from what I saw, um, and then like you said at the end, the Saints they just I don't know what it is. Like crumble. They can't get out of their own way. They crumble. My God, and and the fact that they only put up twenty points is the 
is the shocker to me because when you looked at the stats, mm-hmm. you looked at the numbers and seen what Drew Brees has done to every other team that's out there, how many points they're scoring yep. per game, how many yards they're throwing for, and my gosh, the Carolina Panthers are another team who can't get out of their own way regardless what Tarvin has to say. Um, you know, it, they, they end up figuring out how they get this victory and big-time victory because it's more in the fact that it's a division game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that was a much – I'll be honest, though, Sonny. I mean, I think Carolina needed to win that game. I mean, oh, this God, is yeah. a team that – this is a team, Sonny, that – you want to talk about a Super Bowl hangover. They're 3-6 and six now, thanks to that win, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I, I, I honestly – if I had to put on money on it today, the Carolina Panthers don't make the playoffs. And, and maybe I'm, I'm getting the obvious here, but I think they, they have the team to – roll off a six-game winning streak to end the season. Will they actually do it, though? Well, they've done it before. This is a streaky team. I mean, you look two years ago, I think it was like eight in a row, just like Dallas has done uh, the week, uh, the year, last year. I think they strung up, I think they strung up six in a row or seven in a row or something like that. I don't exactly. They went went 15 and one last year. So, I mean, if it wasn't for that one loss, you're talking about, Going back to the, to last to the season before, yes, you're talking about an 18 game winning streak or or 19 game winning streak, whatever it is in the regular um, season. Yeah, mm-hmm. in the regular season, exactly. So, um, but you know, I I don't know if it's just I think the problem with Carolina, Sonny, and then I wish Brian was here because this is a conversation be. I'd like to have with a Panthers fan. All this complaining about, and I shouldn't say complaining. All these all these you know, comments after games about with Cam Newton about about how he's not getting the fair share of, of, of flags. And, and I see his point. I do. And I'm not saying he doesn't warrant those flags because he absolutely does. This is the league MVP, and you don't want to protect this guy. I guarantee if his name was Peyton Manning, if his name was Tom Brady, if his name was Drew Brees, if his name was Aaron Rodgers, those four guys get the call every single time, especially Brady. However, because it's Cam Newton, for whatever reason, he's not getting those flags. But the point I'm making, Sonny, is stop worrying about getting calls, getting, you know, penalties, uh, you know, the things going your way, in other words, and just play football. That's all you got to do. Just go out yep. there and do what you do as the defending NFC champions. Go out there and just play your game. And I think if the, if the Panthers get to that point, if Ron Rivera can get his guys huddled up together and say, look, we need to stop worrying about the outside world. Let's focus on us. Let's focus on each other. And let's focus on having each other's back. Then you're going to see that same Carolina Panthers team that we saw last year go 15-1, and breeze through the playoffs, and get to the Super Bowl. Now, I'm not saying they're going to get back to the Super Bowl this year, but I think this, you know, being able to bounce back to fight for a playoff spot, Sonny, I think that could happen. But they have to just worry about what they're doing, worry about themselves, you know, work together as a team, and they're going to start winning games. Now, obviously, the concern, too, is with Keekly going down with another concussion. Yep. Let's see where, let's see where that goes. You're talking about the leader of the defense right there. So, Let's see what happens with that. 
But I think as a team, Sonny, they just need to focus on themselves and stop worrying about what everybody else is doing and what everybody else is saying. Well, why does it have to take nine games to get to that point? I mean, because let's be honest, Cuervo, you and I both know. Okay, this was not just talk from last week or the week before that or week before that. This has been talk all year long. And getting back to your point about Cam Newton not getting the call. I want to go back to where he was going for that two-point conversion. They clocked him up like he was just another punk. And and I'm going to tell you right now, and I like the fact that they clocked him up because, in fact, it's almost like showing up a pitcher, what he was trying to do, getting into the end zone. He was trying to show up the defense, and he paid for it. Sort of like the retaliation on punking a, a, a a pitcher and getting clunked the next time you come up, he got clocked right then and there. And I think, and I go back to that play right there is the reason why they're not getting the calls. The reason why he's not getting the calls because of the arrogance of what he is. If this was a guy that went out and played football and, and played it to the right way to where he's not, where he's not showboating um, that play right there showed the type of showboating that he does. It, it's I, I call it like you know behind the wall showboating. Well, I'll just walk in, and you know, and, and it's kind of nonchalant showboating. But in the NFL, it's different than than baseball, and you'll pay for that kind of thing. And I think from there, I I don't know. I don't know if it, if the refs are looking at him going, yeah, this this guy knows how to showboat. He's a punk. He's punking people. He he's not necessarily that he's a punk, but he's punking defenses and and trying to do that kind of stuff. And I don't know. I think this is a league. I think these are officials that are trying to teach this kid a lesson in in maturity and and putting it out there. Now, granted, should he get the calls? Yes. Should he get the? I mean, because like you said. You mentioned those four other quarterbacks. The flags are flying before before he's even done hitting the ground. The problem yeah. with that whole situation is is the fact that he tries to punk the defenses. He tries to rub it in in yeah. a different way. So I, I'm I'm just wondering about that whole situation. No, and, and I agree with you. And allow me to caveat off of, off of what you're saying. I think the Carolina Panthers started to become entitled. They started to to feel entitled. Like, hey, we're the defending NFC champions. We should get those calls. We, we, like in other words, we raise the flag. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Let's, let's, Let's back up here, okay, and let's look at the big picture and let's look at the reality of it. You had one good season, great season. What the Panthers did last year, Sonny, I mean, it was magical. Cam Newton, the way the way he was able to bring such energy to every game that he was in last year, okay? Regardless of the whole dabbing thing and all that, I'm not talking about that. But I kind of am talking about that because people started to embrace that. People started to get they, – they were feeding off the energy of that. And that's something I haven't seen in – quite some time when it comes to football, okay? And you call it the no fun league, whatever you want. We still watch because it's become a sport. But here's the thing. With that, I think the Panthers started to become, like they, they started to feel entitled, like, like, you know, hey, we're the Carolina Panthers. We're, we should be getting, we should be getting. 
Let me tell you something. One one season doesn't do anything for you as a franchise, as a reputation, as a player, coach, whatever. It takes years to build that up. You know, Tom Brady wasn't getting calls early in his career. Drew Brees wasn't getting calls early in his career. All right? So that's why I'm saying they need to stop focusing on what everyone else thinks, what everyone else says, and what everyone else is doing, and focus on themselves. It's like Bill Belichick says, do your job. That's all that there is to it. And if they can do that, Sonny, then you know what? Then, you know, they'll turn this thing around and they'll become that consistent powerhouse in the NFC that everybody knows they can be and they have the talent to do it. And you know what? In a couple of years, everybody's going to look at the Panthers just and say, you know, Cam Newton, he is one of the more elite quarterbacks in the league and he's going to get those calls, period. But right now, too soon, buddy. Stop focusing on that stuff. Tony, did I lose you? I think you might be on mute, Sonny. You might have pulled one of my stunts. Hmm. Sonny, are you there? Earth to Sonny Clark. Sonny Clark, are you there? Well, I'm going to message Sonny real quick, and I'm going to see if maybe he's... At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. It always happens. 6 p.m. on a Saturday night and your heater or air conditioner goes out. What are you going to do? All the heating and air conditioning people are closed. How about 24-hour service available at 5-star HVAC contractors? You can be sure to be serviced amazingly fast. That's 5-star HVAC contractors serving Rowlett 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 214-457-8441. Call the experts at 5-star HVAC contractors. Let Spirit Outfitters be your home for any of your specialty needs. Spirit Outfitters can do it all. Whether it's screen printing, custom apparel, spirit gifts, or embroidery, Spirit Outfitters has you covered. Need personalized apparel? We can do that. Want something just for you? We can do that also. Spirit Outfitters will let your imaginations run wild. Give them a call at 972-412-3440 or visit their showroom at 3538 Lakeview Parkway, Suite 101 in Rowlett. Or check them out on the web as well at thespiritoutfitters.com.
can never make talking about insurance as exciting as the Kentucky Derby. However, we can make it interesting to see how much we can help you save money on your car insurance. Check out Coslow Insurance at Rowlett Road and Main Street in Rowlett, or check them out on the web at coslowinsurance.com, where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, but is it fresh? This is Sunny Clark Radio Voice at your Rally at Eagles letting you know about Fit Body Boot Camp. What makes Fit Body Boot Camp a unique fitness program is the value of consistent coaching with a professional fitness trainer in a group environment that generates exceptionally high levels of fitness results. At Rowlett Fit Body Boot Camp, we offer complete fitness programs unlike any other that you've tried before. Our program it consists of unlimited group training sessions, fully customized nutrition planning, and a result tracking system designated to ensure our members achieve their fitness goals. Contact Tom or Mark at Fit Body Boot Camp located at 2502 Lawling Lane in Rowlett, Texas, or give them a call at 214-888-2848. Or visit them on the web at www.rowlettfbbc.com. Sports show, little TV technical difficulties, a little bit different than the TVs we're talking about here in the NFL. It is Sunday morning, the that being said, where we take a look at all the games and all the news and notes that are going on in the NFL. You got me now, Cuervo? Yo, 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 Cuervo, you got me there? Are you on Stop here? I, I know you're scaring me now. <laughs> I always come on. You you know that I always do that to myself. So. Definitely. So now, I can hear you. Good, good. I'm glad. Now let's do this. Let's take a look at some of the news and notes that are going on in the NFL because there are a few. And, and it, it's so the first one I want to talk about. It's almost like a slap in the face. And I'm talking about Rob Gronkowski against the 49ers here today as the Patriots. Uh, are not going to play Rob Gutkowski. My question to you, Cuervo, if this was a real football game, is Rob Gutkowski playing the game, or are they just really kind of insulting the uh, the 49ers saying, we don't need Rob Gutkowski to beat you guys? I don't know, Sonny. Man, you're talking about a punctured lung. That's some serious. Is that what it is, a punctured lung? Because someone said that yeah. it was a punctured lung. Someone said that it was just a chest injury, but along the lines of what you're talking about. Yeah, whoever said chest injury, they're downplaying it because, I mean, I mean punctured lung, Sonny, that's some ser- That's a serious injury. I mean, I don't think – I don't care if it was the Super Bowl. You're, you're talking about risking a guy's – you know, help for the rest of his life with a punctured lung. My God, I don't think I've ever heard of that injury before. Oh yeah, Tony Romo had it, and another player had it. Um, Tony, but Tony Romo, what injury doesn't he have or have had? Um, <laughs> that, that exactly. having been. Yeah, that. but uh, uh, this was a pop that he took from Merle Thomas. Let me turn down my music here because there we go. Um, but this was a shot that he took uh, from Earl Thomas in the Seattle game. Um, and also Chris uh, Hogan is out for the game with a back injury. But I, 
you know, I don't know. I just kind of wonder if it wasn't the 49ers, if if they were going to go ahead and um, not play him. It could be a little bit of both. It could be a little bit of both. I mean, yes, it is the San Francisco 49ers, and it's not like they're playing the Steelers or they're playing the the Broncos or, or hell, even the Raiders who who are having a great season. I mean, you're talking about, you know, a two-win team, three-win team in the San Francisco 49ers, so – I think there's a little bit of both. I think if they're a little bit cautious, but at the same time, it's like, eh, we'll be fine without them. They got Martellus Bennett, so I think they're going to be okay. Okay, yeah, and, and Bennett can play. I mean, we, we've uh, but we we knew that. I mean, of course, him being a former Bear, I think, you know, once this guy is in the right system, I mean, uh, you get Martellus Bennett playing at a high a high caliber. And I'm not just talking about catching the football. Now the guy's always been good, but when you step on the field and you're a new England Patriot, your expectations of what you can do when you do it and why you do it, it automatically goes up twofold in reality. When you're talking about a guy like Martellus Bennett, he may not have caught a lot of passes this year, but this guy, he was a great, uh, good blocker before. Now he's a great blocker. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and that's the extra element that he brings, uh, you know, in New England. And uh, I, I think the, uh, you know, what that does is going to allow them to actually try and run the football because uh, I know they don't do a lot of that in New England. So, um, but I mean, again, you don't a game against the Forty Nineers. Come on, you don't need Tom Brady to throw for four hundred yards and five touchdowns. I think. <laughs> I think I think Legarrette Blunt himself can get the job done against against a poor uh, 49ers team. I think he can too. So that's one of the big, one of the news that's coming out in the NFL as far as things that are going on. Um, it, it, just really quick, and just some of the news and notes that I'm talking about. I want to talk about the NFC North? Can Lions win that division, there, Cuervo? You said the Lions. Yeah, the Lions are winning in that division. They're in first in the division, and we talked about it. You thought they'd finish. Um, I thought they'd finish third. Here they are, right now, in the lead in the division. Right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I'd rather have them win than the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> yeah. I, I'd rather. I'd rather see anybody else win in that division, just as long as they're not the Green Bay Packers. I know, Sonny. I'm petty, but. That's the Bears fan in me talking. Yeah, well, your Bears don't have much. I mean, oh my goodness! I mean, what? I mean, what has to happen there? What has to happen there? I mean, because really, John Fox is not a bad coach, Cuervo. I mean, so or is he a bad coach? Or maybe he just doesn't have a connection with this football team. Um, I, I, I think, I think there's an attitude problem there. I think there is, and, and I think there are certain individuals that you can look at, <clears throat> Jay Cutler, and, and really realize that there needs to be some changes in this franchise. At the same time, though, Sonny, any true Bears fan will tell you you're not going to see much change, just like the Oakland Raiders. You're not going to see much change until ownership changes. And I hate to put it that way, and I'm not wishing death on anybody. I'm really not. But the McCaskies, Sonny, you talk to Bears fans that have been fans for 30, 40 years, they're going to tell you the McCaskies are the cheapskate of the NFL. They are absolutely Absolutely. And well, and hold on. Hold on. Are they, are they really? Because look at that money that Jay Cutler got. Yeah, I mean, 
it must have, it had to have taken a lot of whatever Mrs. McCaskey likes to drink, whether it's wine, and I know she's an older <laughs> lady, but it had a, I mean, you thought Jerry Jones was drunk, and he signed that contract for Tony Romo. I think, I think Mrs. McCaskey had to have been, probably don't even know what planet she was on, when they decided, yeah, let's sign Jay Cutler to this extension. Because I'm telling you, you go back and look at the history, Sonny, and you know, you grew up, you lived in Illinois for quite some time. The Bears are not known to pay big, big name free agents or go out there and get the big names for the big money. They're just not going to do it. Why do you think Matt Forte's gone? Why do you think Brandon Marshall's gone now? And then over the years, they've let they've let certain guys go too. So, I mean, and they've passed up on a lot of guys. It's just because historically. They are cheap state, and it won't yep. change until ownership changes. And the, 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 I think you might be really in reality right as far as that's concerned. Some injury uh, news that's out there. Uh, Jeremy Macklin out with the Chiefs as they take on the Buccaneers. Um, so that's something to look at. Uh, Pouncey, he is uh, doubtful against the Rams. And uh, from what I'm hearing – and, and not that this I mean RG three is practicing with the Browns. I, like 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 this matters. I, that part I don't know. Um, you know, it, more in the Uh-oh. fact. And like you said, Luke Cake Keechley uh, out. Go ahead. Oh no! I was just gonna say, get excited, Browns fans. RG three <laughs> is practicing again. <laughs> gotta love, you gotta love what's going. On. Yeah, you gotta love it. I I don't know. It's so. Um, so uh, Romo, he's healthy, but he has succeeded. He, he he did like the presidential nominee does when they lose and they he stands up in front of a podium and says that this is Dak's team. Now, I talked about this when I did the local show um, uh, on the air with Sonny Clark, and I want to find out from you. Okay, and I've read, and this is just the preference to getting your opinion about it. I read that Tony Romo wanted to get his job back. That's what I read. And he went to, he went to uh, coaches and went to ownership. And then he comes back with a statement. Now, what is really, really concerning me about that is, is that I think Tony Romo is one of the smartest dudes out there. Okay. I don't think he needs someone to write a speech for him, but yeah, he was reading this off. I don't like when players and a player such as Tony Romo is highly intelligent, by the way, has to read a statement off a of paper. How come he just can't come out there and say, hey, man, guys, this is Dak's time. I'm just going to take a step back. I will play the backup role here. And uh, instead, he reads a freaking statement. Now, that tells me, okay, that tells me, knowing that he went to management, this guy's not very happy about not being the starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. And what he's putting out there, I hate to say it, this is a farce. This guy's pissed off that he's not the starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. How do you have enough uh, sack to stand up and say you're mad about not being the starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys? It, you know, Sonny, it's really a slap in the face to Romo. Now, I'm going to say this, though. I think it's the right move. I think it's the right move to keep Dak Prescott in. Absolutely. Any Cowboy, fans, any Cowboy fan that says, no, Romo should come back, yeah, I'm starting to really question how much you really know about the game. But you felt that way when they hadn't beat the Packers and Steelers. 
before those games, yeah, you're thinking, just like me, I was thinking the same thing. But when he beat, it don't matter how they won, okay? It really doesn't. But they got the victory against the Packers and the Steelers. Um, It's the Steelers really much sealed it. There might have been a little hope for Tony Romo, but when they got that victory against the Steelers, that shut the door and locked it. I I I was I was on it when they beat Green Bay, and and yeah. this is not this is not the fan of the Bears fan of me talking. This is the eyeball test of a football fan in me talking, saying, "Yep, this guy's got it. He's got it. He he is what the the Cowboys have been begging for for years now. Years. A, a quarter a quarterback that 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 has brass balls, and I'm just going to say it, that has brass balls." And can and can really make this offense dynamic. I mean, you're talking about the best offensive line in the NFL, Sonny. I'm sorry, they are the best. It is. I, I got it. Before the season, I said they weren't, and last year they proved they weren't. But this year, they're proving it. So they have the best offensive line. Okay. But I'll tell you what. As much as I like Dak Prescott, this this train isn't running the way it is without Ezekiel Elliott. That guy is on a mission, Sonny. And as a rookie, he's doing things we haven't seen in years, okay? Yep. We're talking Adrian Peterson was the last rookie to put up the numbers that he's putting up. As a matter of fact, I think he's on pace to top what Adrian Peterson did as a rookie. So Isn't that uh, not not Adrian Peterson? I'm thinking you're thinking Eric Dickerson with 1,800 yards. Well, well, maybe it is Eric Dickerson. Well, I know he his his rookie season is right there with the rookie season that AP had. So, whether it, either one of those two, it, I mean, the guy is right there with those two elite running backs uh, in, in history. So, I mean, yes, Prescott is the quarterback. But I'm telling you, Sonny, you as much as we focus on quarterbacks in the NFL, you still have to have some sort of balance. I mean. Not everybody can be the New England Patriots where you could just throw anybody back in there, get a yard, maybe a touchdown, and still win by 20 points, okay? Because not everybody's Tom Brady. That's my point. But with this Dallas Cowboys team, you have, you have such good balance. And, and, and it, it doesn't happen without the season that Ezekiel Elliott's having. So, but – Prescott makes that offense so much more dynamic, Sonny, because when you're talking about Tony Romo, you already know what you're getting with Tony Romo. It's a guy that's going to sit in the pocket. He's going to wait for someone to get open. If nobody gets open, he's going to maybe scramble for two yards and, and slide. And that's what you're getting with Tony Romo. But here's the thing. With Prescott, you have to you have to have some sort of eye on him, a spy or something, because that guy can hurt you in both ways, just like a Russell Wilson can, just like a Cam Newton can, just like you know, um, you know some of these other scrambling quarterbacks that we have in the league right now. So it just it just makes their offense that much more dynamic. You know, obviously Des Bryant and Jason Witten help out too, but but that's what you get with the Dallas Cowboys, and that and that's why they're winning games. But yeah, funny that game in Green Bay when they beat Green Bay to go on the road. And, and beat a Packers team that was that was still playing well at the time. With that win, I was like, this this has this is their guy. This, you can't bring Romo back after a win like that. 
And ever since Absolutely. then, they have, I mean, they haven't, they haven't lost a game since week one. They lost their first game of the year, and they've gone undefeated since then. Right. Here's the the breakdown, just to let you know, Ezekiel Elliott on pace for 1,787 yards, just a click behind Eric Dickerson. If he picks it up, he'll get it. Adrian Peterson won the MVP as a rookie, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Adrian Peterson, 1,341 yards. So uh, other names uh, before that, if you've even heard of these folks, George Rogers, uh, with uh, 1,674 yards. Otis Anderson, he's St. Louis Cardinals, 1,605 yards. Edwin James, you've heard of, 1,553 yards. Clinton Portis, 1,508. Mike Anderson, 1,487. And Barry Sanders, 1,470. So, um, and Earl Campbell, just to throw one more in there, 1,450 yards. I mean, there's some names that you've heard of, names that you haven't. But looking at the numbers and where they're at right now, uh, it looks like uh, he's going to go ahead and maybe be in contention with Eric Dickerson's rookie uh, season uh, to go past 1,808 yards. So uh, it, it it is something that's interesting. And the Dallas Cowboys haven't had the one-two punch. And here's some, and I want to go back to week number one with the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys threw the ball 50-some-odd 50, 50 times in, in the week number one, okay? They have now evened that out big time. They're around the 50-50, running the ball, comparing to throwing it. And it took that game to get them – and if they recognized it, listened to the media, because that was the first thing I jumped on. Um, and then, of course, Williams not getting out of bounds – uh, and giving Dan Bailey an opportunity to tie it and to take it to overtime to where they maybe could be 9-0. and um, You're talking about a football team that has really been on pace. And, uh, and of course, they're going to say the right things, Cuervo. They're going to say, oh, we got a lot of things to work on, blah, blah, blah. But let me tell you something. The Dallas Cowboys are for real. And you know me. I- I'll jump all over them when they deserve it. Um, but they are for real. But – it's the games that are coming up here, Cuervo. It's the games that they probably shouldn't lose, and they're going to lose one of them. And we can talk about whether it's Baltimore today, whether it's the Lions later on in the season as well. There's going to be a game where they're going to drop it, where people are going to go, uh-oh. And knowing the Dallas fans, knowing the Dallas media, that loss will be, it will be incredible news in this area. Oh, yeah. I mean, if I think, you know, the next game that they lose, they're going to be like, oh, no, here we go. Same old Cowboys. Uh, I mean, whether it's a last-second field goal, they get blown out, whatever. Look, the next time the Cowboys lose a game, and this is for your, your local listeners, Sonny, do not hit the panic button. Please. Do not Please. Hit the panic button, okay? Please. Don't do it. <laughs> you, just have to, you just have to relax, all right? It's it, this is, but like I said, you know, like, like we said at the beginning of the show, this is where we separate the men from the boys. And I think today against this Baltimore Ravens team. Now, you get this game at home, okay, Cowboy fans? That, you you got to be happy about that. got to be happy about that. You should win this game. You should win this game. Now, I'm not saying you should not, but to open, to open up the conversation, the Dallas Cowboys should win today's game. And, I'm, and they're probably favored, I'm sure, by at least three points. 
and a, just a little bit more in the schedule. Listen to the rest of the schedule. They're going to lose one, quite possibly two, okay? And, and, not, and not because I want to be a hater. It's just the way that it works. They got Baltimore today at home, Washington at home. They, you know, Hey, Washington, you can see whatever you want. They're battling in this division. Those division uh-huh. games always can go either way. Then they're on the road to Minnesota. They're not good. But if they drop that game, it wouldn't surprise me. Then they're on the road to take on the New York Giants, okay? Another division game. They should have no problem with Tampa Bay, but Detroit, we'll find out if they're real, like we talked about, uh, separating the men from the boys. Will they take a hold of this division or not? And then they, they finish it with the Philadelphia Eagles. Three division games to end the season. All in December. We talk about December, the importance of December for the Dallas Cowboys. Now, granted, the one in Washington, the, oh, on Washington is on the 24th of uh, November. But those, those December games, Minnesota, okay, the Giants, Tampa Bay, Detroit, and on January 1st, the Philadelphia Eagles, those games right there, those five games will define the Dallas Cowboys season. Yeah, well, because it's December football, Sonny. I mean, and we know historically, at least in the past few years, with Romo, okay, with Romo, the Dallas Cowboys haven't fared out very well in December football. That's when they normally kind of fall apart. And, yep. And uh, then we're like, yeah, this is not the same Cowboys team we've seen three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, you know, when the pressure's on, hey, some some guys rise to the occasion. Some guys just don't. And, yep. And I think that's the biggest thing about Tony Romo. I mean, no, nobody is doubting that what he what he did as a as a you know the Dallas Cowboys quarterback. I mean, he he had them in the playoffs for a few years and he put up big time numbers. I mean, smoked Troy Aikman's numbers. I mean, it's not even close. But right. But come on, Troy Aikman's got three rings. Tony Romo doesn't even have three playoff wins. It's a big difference. Huge Absolutely. Difference. Big time. Big time. So just to let everybody know, also, uh, the, the Week 11 teams that are on the bye, Atlanta, Denver, the New York Jets, and the San Diego Chargers. And I'm going to tell you right now, the San Diego Chargers need to be in action this week. I really believe this, Cuervo. And the reason why I believe it is because this is a team that needs to keep up with some kind of momentum. They have been playing somewhat well, and I say somewhat, in the fourth quarter. Now, they dropped it. They dropped the game. Don't get me wrong. I get it and understand where they are as far as the standings. Don't get me wrong. But we talk about the men and the boys. This is a San Diego Chargers team. There's three games that they're out of it. They, you know, they're not doing good in the division, but they can win some football games. You take away from that loss last week. They didn't lose that game in the fourth quarter. But the games before that, they held off in the fourth quarter. They had like a two-game winning streak. They're not going to make the playoffs, but that is a football team, the San Diego Chargers, that can put a thorn in a lot of teams' side as they go into the rest of the season, Cuervo, because they got games within the, within the division. Without question, they, they're going to have a little bit of fun, I think, in that, in, within the division. Um, the rest of the games for San Diego, they're going up against teams that are quote-unquote playoff teams. San Diego gets Houston today. Then Tampa Bay, forget about them, Carolina at Carolina, Oakland, 
then Cleveland, not a game, but Kansas City. So they've got some games where they could maybe put a thorn in somebody's side. And I'm going to tell you right now, I think the San Diego Chargers are going to have a good rest of the season. It won't be enough, but I think they're going to have a good rest of the season because I think they're looking forward to being the spoiler. Oh, yeah, and that's it. they've done it before. Uh, I think Absolutely. They've ruined chances with a couple teams in the past. Uh, so or even if it's not whether they miss the playoffs or not, they, they are going to be that team that determines, for example, with the Raiders. Okay, if the Raiders, it's, you know, basic playoff scenario. If the Raiders win today's game, they lock in to the seed. But if they lose, now they're, you know, they might drop to the fifth or something like that. That's the type of scenario that I think the, the uh, San Diego Chargers could possibly determine for teams in the AFC, like you said. So, and, and they've done it before. They've they have yes. dictated playoff spots, even though even though they have no, uh, they're not in it. But you know, that's so, that. Uh, yeah, that's exactly. What they, that's what they've done in the past. It is. So it's week number 11 in the NFL. Here's what we're going to do, folks. We're going to take a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. When we come back, we're going to jump into the games. We will start with the Dallas Cowboys game as we'll go to the top of the hour and keep my Lokes interested at least for one game. Uh, So they are on the early game. So we'll do that. We'll take the quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. You're listening to coverage of that being said. It is week number 11. I know the description wrong. I'm just not changing it, folks, because it messes up the uh, list. So we'll take the quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We'll come back. Let's talk about the games and the teams that are in action in the NFL. We'll be right back. In 1998, Scooter's Coffee was born. Co-founders Don and Linda Eccles began their amazing journey when they opened up their first drive through coffee house in Bellevue, Nebraska. Their motto is, amazing people serving amazing drinks amazingly fast. Scooters only roast from the top 10% specialty coffee beans in the world. And their specialty, the Caramelicious. If you're new to Scooters, you can't go wrong with ordering this rich, velvety caramel gem. So make sure you check out Scooters Coffee, located at Rowlett Road in the 66, with a convenient drive through so you can get onto your business real quick. That's Scooters Coffee, located in Rowlett. selling your home could be the single most important decision you make in your life. You need someone with the experience and know-how to help you through this decision. Brian Chadwick of JP and Associate Realtors has you covered. Knowing the specifics of the Rowlett and Rockwall area is his specialty. Contact Brian at 972-533-9059 or visit him on the web at brianchadwick.jphomesforsale.com that's Brian with a Y, not Nye Chadwick, dot jphomesforsale.com. At Chang Lee Saekwondo, learn the art of self-defense, discipline, respect, physical development, and mental focus. 
Become the best that you can be. At Chang Lee Saekwondo, we offer an after-school program, fitness kickboxing, birthday parties, summer camp, and homeschool classes. Check out our one-year anniversary special. Two weeks and a free uniform for $19.99. That's right, $19.99 gets you two weeks and the free uniform. Check out Chang Lee's at 469-506-4483 or visit them on the web at mychanglees.com. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about the Mitchell Law Firm. Looking for a bankruptcy attorney in Rowlett? Talk directly to your bankruptcy attorney, not their paralegal. Get a personal touch directly from Greg Mitchell. The Mitchell Law Firm handles a wide variety of bankruptcy-related matters, including litigation arising out of bankruptcy matters in state as well as federal court. We represent both individual and small business debtors in Chapter 7, Chapter 11, and Chapter 13 bankruptcies. For more information, come in contact with Greg Mitchell at 972-463-8417. That's 972-463-8417. Or visit him on the web at www.mitchellps.com. Are you in need of an electrician in the Rowlett, Rockwall, or Saxe area? What kind of electrical work needs to be done, residential, business, or industrial? Contact Alan Bauer Electric for all of your electrical needs. It's important to have a qualified licensed electrician taking care of any electrical problems you may be having, so your loved one or customers are safe. We have built our business on quality for a fair price, and good customer service, but of course... Give Alan Bauer Electric a call at 214-356-0197 and tell him Sonny sent you. Alan Bauer Electric, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. All right, we are back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Coverage of the Rowlett Eagles varsity basketball team starts Tuesday as your Rowlett Eagles take on the Rockwall Yellow Jackets. The Across the Bridge uh, rivalry continues into varsity basketball. We will be on air at 6.30 p.m. We will do the pregame show. And the pregame show is right before the game, as the games are not three hours long. There, so we are able to do the pregame show right up until game time. Now, remember, tip-off could be a little bit later because the girls' game happens before that. So just be ready for it. And so if you're ready for it, you know that we may still be playing the pregame show after it's supposed to tip off, which is at 7.30. So check that out. So we are here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. It is Sunday. It is the time where we talk NFL, and it is no different. So let's get to the first game that's up on board here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. It's the Dallas Cowboys at home. Home! Taking on a Baltimore Ravens team. Now, the Baltimore Ravens, they're 5-4. and four. They've won two games in a row. Your Dallas Cowboys, 8-1. and one. They've won eight in a row. We talked about the, the games where if the teams are going to be really good, this is one of the games I know you're talking about, Cuervo. Are they men or are they boys? And this one right here, it's a good one to start out with the Dallas Cowboys as they move into December. Absolutely, absolutely, Sonny. And, and if the schedule is, you know, like it traditionally is, they'll play again Thursday. So, um, 
you know, it's, it's, it's a quick turnaround, but boy, they've got their hands full today. They really do. And, um, you know, they, I mean, I know, and I know Baltimore's playing well as, you know, they're playing good right now as well. You said they're on a, what was it, a three-game, four-game winning streak or something like that? No, just or a one. They, it's a tough game for them, yes. Yeah, it's it's a tough game regardless. So, um, you know, I mean, when you're facing Joe Flacco in that defense, Tony, I mean, you're talking about the number one rushing defense in the NFL, so on, but against the number one rushing offense in the Dallas Cowboys. So Something's got to give. They always say something's got to give. That's right. And, and this one's a big one because Ezekiel Elliott having the season that he is supposedly, you know, the you know he's definitely going to be the rookie of the year, I, and and that's even over Dak Prescott. And but that also depends on what happens for the rest of the year. But up until now, the guy's the rookie of the year without question. He is the reason why Dak Prescott has been successful. You can say that well, he's only thrown the ball to him, you know, twenty three times. Yes. But it has nothing to do with that. It has to do with the fact that you have to worry about both of them. And when you got to worry about both of them, it creates a little bit of a problem for the defense because Dak Prescott can run the football. He doesn't. He's so smart, though. That's the difference between him as a rookie and some of the other rookies that are out there. This guy doesn't throw interceptions a lot. He's got, I think, two on the year. Okay, He doesn't make bad decisions, which almost every rookie – that starts in the NFL week number one of the rookie season, they get the education really quick. This guy hasn't made those mistakes. And here's the thing. He hasn't had to make big plays in order to win football games and to keep them where they are. So more in the fact that they're keeping a even keel game plan, offensive running and passing right there around 50%. So it's like 47% and, you know, and 53, something like that on each side. It, and it doesn't matter if they keep it near that and where it's Dak Prescott does not have to be the guy. He doesn't have to make that play. He can depend on other people besides himself, unlike a Tony Romo, because you can say whatever you want about Tony Romo. That guy has to make a play because they had no running game unless you're talking about the last year with DeMarco Murray. So you take away from that. This is not the only guy that has to make a play out on the football field, Cuervo. But what the problem with the Dallas Cowboys is, and we can talk about it, how they're overcoming it with the next guy up is their defense. Their defense, they don't have the players. They don't have the guys out there that can are the big names, but they're getting the job done on the defensive side, Cuervo. Yeah, which is really surprising to me because, I mean, you, you think about – the Dallas Cowboys and, and, and their defense is not the first thing you talk about. I mean, they give up a lot of yards. Their third down conversion is, is awful. I mean, they give up a lot of third downs. So, you know, you, you think about those type of things and, and you're like, well, how is it that they're 8-1? Well, obviously their offense is doing what they're supposed to do. 161 rushing yards per game. Yep. 161, Sonny. That's, I mean, that's more than... Ridiculously good. Some, Number one in the yeah, NFL. I mean, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, that's more than some, you know, two team combos combined, believe it or not. Um, not to mention the fact that they, they average 28, almost 29 points a game. I mean, everything's just clicking offensively. But, but Sonny, I mean, like you said, they give up a lot of yards. They give a lot, up a lot of third downs. But guess what? They're only giving up 18 points a game. So yep. that's, that's the thing about the Dallas Cowboys is they give up a lot on the field, but they don't give up 
too much on the scoreboard. And and they can't because more than the fact is if they have to score, I don't know how I feel about the Dallas Cowboys if they have to score. Now, that having been said, like I said, them losing two more games for the rest of the season, you're, you're talking a 13-3 and three season, the best season that the Dallas Cowboys have seen in years and years and years. So you can't be too upset about two more losses, regardless whoever the team is, okay? But going into the playoffs, I, you know, I, I don't want to be known as the Dallas Cowboy hater forever, but I, I'm going to ask Cuervo. Cuervo, can you expect Dak Prescott to lead you to the Super Bowl? He is a rookie. I mean, granted, I, I, I don't want to say you know, never say never, but realistically, thinking in football terms like we do, we, we try not to be too much in love with the team. But really, when you look at it realistically, how do you expect a rookie quarterback such as Dak Prescott? And even at that point, another rookie running back leading the team into the Super Bowl. I, I mean, I just don't see it, not because I don't want to see it. Uh, it's more in the fact that NFL squads don't get that far with rookie quarterbacks. Yeah, and, and you know, honestly, Sonny, I'd be shocked if he even won a playoff game. I mean, everything exactly. great in the regular season, and it normally does. But but let's let's be realistic about this, okay? Um, when the Cowboys make the playoffs, not if, but when they do, I I really don't see them un, unless unless it's you know a weak opponent, which it's the playoffs, so it probably won't be, but. I, I'm, I'd be shocked if they actually won a playoff game. Uh, you know, if they're able to continue to win and hold on to that one spot, they get the bye week, so they're going to play first in the divisional game. That's going to be really tough. I mean, and they could wind up playing a team like the Packers again if they, if they bounce back. They could wind up playing Detroit. They could wind up playing, um, you know, uh, uh, Who's, who's first in the NFC South? I want to say Saints. But, I mean, you're talking about teams that have tons of playoff experience. You know, uh, uh, Seattle, my God. Imagine them playing Seattle in, in the first playoff game. Yes, they're the Atlanta Falcons in the AFC South. But you're talking about you're talking about the Seahawks. You're talking about the Cardinals. You're talking about the Falcons. Um, you know, I mean, Matthew Stafford has been in the playoffs before. My gosh, I mean, who's to say that they don't that the Giants don't win the six seed and they have to play them in their first game or something like that? I mean, you never know what could happen, Sonny. But you know, to uh, to sit here and say like, oh, he's going to lead them to the Super Bowl, it ain't going to be this year, that's for sure. Uh, I, I just but, and it's not because we're. By the way, it's the Atlanta Falcons in the uh, NFC South, which is another team that traditionally likes to lay an egg up there. Uh, Brian Tarvin makes a point uh, as he's speaking to us in Facebook, um, uh, and he's got a very valid point. Is more in the fact that when you're talking about guys like rookies leading teams where they are, you put him on Cleveland, he sucks. I, he's I think he's right. You put him on other garbage football teams, you know that tradition. Traditionally, that number one quarterbacks get drafted to, then all of a sudden they suck. Um, you put them on, you know, the yeah, the Cleveland uh, the Cleveland Browns team. This guy is not leading them to the record of what they are. So, good point there. Yeah, exactly. And and, and I mean, there's it, it's it's. I mean, 
he's on the right track. Let's let's not get him mistaken. Uh, Prescott's definitely on the right track. It's just let's not uh, let's not get too carried away with this. Yes, they're eight. Exactly. That's great. And and I know Cowboy fans are excited, and I'm seeing all kinds of we're going to the Super Bowl memes, pictures on Facebook and whatnot. Just stop. (laughs) Yeah, please, please stop. Please, Please. I know you're excited. I know you're excited. I get it. I mean, yeah. Yeah, Some, and, and, and you, they have they have every reason to be excited. Yeah. But let's and, stop and with the Super Bowl, please. Let, let's let's win a couple of playoff games first, you know, and, and give Dak and give Dak the respect that you don't expect him to go to the Super Bowl. Don't put that pressure on this young man; he doesn't need it. Uh, Rolando McLean uh, is he going to be in the NFL after this? I don't know. Ten game suspensions up. I don't think. See, right now the Dallas no. Cowboys don't they don't need to do stupid things like this. They don't need to go get Rolando McLean to be as good uh, as they are. They don't need to go. Get Get Greg Hardy. They are well, they're, they're they'd be nine and one without him if they win today. They don't need Rolando McClain. Sonny, in case you didn't know, I'm sure you heard the news this morning though. But they just slapped on another year suspension on top of his ten game ban. Didn't know uh, that. He must have he must have gotten in trouble again while while he was on his suspension. There, so there you, you go. There's just some guys. They just some guys that don't learn. They just don't learn. Josh Gordon yeah. is another one. They yep. just don't oh. learn, man. Johnny Manziel. I mean, the list goes on and on for these knuckleheads that just don't understand how privileged and how lucky they are to have that opportunity to play in the NFL. And forget about I mean, yeah, the money is great. I mean, I'd love to have that kind of money. But, man, to do something that, that only so many athletes get to do, play in the National Football League, and you threw it away because, you know, you get into drugs or you get into other kinds of trouble or whatever the case is. I mean, my God. My yep. gosh. I mean, it, it, what a waste. The stupidity runs rapid, you know. You know it, it well, just, not, you, it, and I, yes, Sonny, at the same time, though, somebody along the line in their lives failed them. Whether oh, God, was, yeah. Whether it was a, a coach, somebody, whoever – they looked up to as a mentor, a parent, a coach, a teacher. Somebody failed those guys along the line and did not look out for them the way they should have been looked out. That's the bottom line. Yeah, so uh, top-ranked defense, that being the uh, obviously the Ravens, as we're talking about the Dallas Cowboys, uh, the Ravens with that number one defense that are out there, and uh, there's not a lot of teams out there that are running against the Ravens, but you do have the guy who's the number one runner in the NFL. So uh, Leslie Frazier, former uh, head coach of the Minnesota Vikings, uh, doing his job and doing it well as an assistant. He should have never been hired as a head coach. I stand behind that firmly, although we love Leslie Frazier on this show as he was the Dallas, uh, a Chicago Bear on the defensive side of the ball. We love him, but not as a head coach, keep him defensive coordinator. He's doing a good job. Now, here's the situation. Uh, Des Bryant was on the injury report uh, with a back problem. He's supposed to play. That's at least according to everything that I'm reading. Now, so, but here's another thing. The Dallas Cowboys during this streak 
won those games without Des Bryant. Is this another guy that the Dallas Cowboy can can get rid of and just try to replace Cuervo? I mean, it, it, you know, seeing what they did, but what the problem was with that is is that after he came back after the injury, he's had some pretty good games as well. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So that's going to be big for them, um, you know. But I, this is this is a really – I think this is going to be – I'm hoping this is one of the better games of the day. I hope uh, so. You know, just, just, just to see that, that defense, that run defense go up against Elliott and that offensive line, I mean, that's – that is, I don't know if there's a better definition, Sonny, of Smash Mouth football, and we use that term a lot. Yes, we do. God, I mean, this is, this is the Smash Mouth of Smash Mouth. Best running defense against the best running offense, and and we're getting that in about an hour and forty minutes. Yep. Forty-five minutes. It's gonna be a good one. It's it's gonna be uh, Joe Flacco is throwing for two thousand three hundred seventy four yards, nine touchdowns, and nine interceptions. Uh, they've been struggling to get the running game going themselves, un- unlike the Dallas Cowboys, as they. But the uh, the Ravens are going to be without their rookie, the left guard Alex Lewis. He has a high ankle sprain. He's out for the game, and right now the status for the veteran uh, right guard. Uh, Marshall Yanda, he's questionable with some shoulder problems that he's having. So injuries on the offensive line have contributed without question with Joe Flacco's uh, struggles that he's had so far this season. So, But the question here is, is that this is a guy that's able to do whatever they have to do. The Dallas Cowboys, okay, has the league third-ranked run defense allowing only 82 yards a game. So if Baltimore does have a good running game, if they could get that going, they still got to face that. Uh, the, the Dallas Cowboys can get in there and do whatever they, you know, to get to the running back. And also the Cowboys are the only team in the NFL that does not have a victory against the Ravens losing each of the past four meetings. If that means anything to anybody, it never does to me, but it was an interesting stat. Well, that is kind of interesting. It's one of those weird, but kind of it's it's pretty important. Yep, it's going to be a good one. So, looking at this game, and you know, I'm gonna I'm I I I hope I just don't jinx this team because I you know I I, I'm really thinking really high in my opinion here, Cuervo. I think I'm going to jinx. Dallas Cowboys because I'm going to pick them uh, but every time I seem to pick against them they win uh, so I but uh, maybe I should pick the Baltimore Ravens to win this game but this is a game that they should win Cuervo boys to men starts this week boys to, yes it does yes it does and, and and again I mean for Dallas it's going to be a quick turnaround because I'm almost I'm almost 100% sure they're playing on Thursday on Thanksgiving Washington. Day. Washington. So, uh, yeah, they got Washington. So, uh, are they looking to that game? I don't. I don't see why they would be. Maybe because it's, it's a divisional game. They yes. Could, they could be looking to the, you know. But I. I don't know. I. They just got to focus on today, Sonny. I don't know how else to put it. And um, you know. It's uh, it's a tough call. It's a, it's a really tough. This call. one's a tough one. Dallas. I wanted to go Baltimore. I wanted to pick them 
Um, and I'm not picking them because I'm afraid to be called a hater. Good God, I've been called a Dallas Cowboy hater since we've been on air. Um, I, I, but this is a game that they should win. This is a game. Uh, be, the only thing that it is is I look at the Dallas Cowboys offense, Squarevo. We're going up against the best run defense, but they haven't played against the best offensive line in the NFL. And so I'm looking at that as far as that's concerned. We we can see all the stats in the world, but look at the teams that they played. Did they have the offensive line that they're going to face against the Dallas Cowboys today? So the reason why I picked the Dallas Cowboys is not because of Ezekiel, not because of Dak Prescott, not because of what Des Bryant might be able to do. I'm looking at the offensive line to get their victory today by opening up the holes to let Ezekiel Elliott be able to do what he was. Don't expect Ezekiel Elliott to run for 200 yards. I mean, you're going to see him for about 130 yards, maybe a touchdown or two, kind of an average day for him, but it might be I, enough to get the job done. I don't think he'll even do that much, Sonny. I'm going to say they're going to hold Elliott to under 100. I'm going to say about 75 to 90 is the window I'm thinking. You know, it's 80 to 90, somewhere in the 80s I think he's going to have today. And he'll probably get one score. Um, but I think today, today he's going to have to be on, on Prescott. It's going to have to be on Prescott. Right. Um, or you find different ways to get you know, Zeke involved, whether it's lining him up in the slot, catching, catching uh, dump-off passes, using him yes. you know, for screen, screen passes. Um, or you just don't utilize him at all and try to win this game in the air. You know, good luck with that because Baltimore's run, or passing defense is – almost as good as their run defense. So, I mean, Baltimore just has a good overall defense. We all know this. So, right. It's going to be, it's going to be a tough game, Sonny. Um, but like you said, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm feeling like you said, I'm looking at who Baltimore has played the past few weeks. And, you know, they've played Pittsburgh. They've played the Jets. They've played, uh, you know, um, who was the other team that I saw that they played? I think it was. Um, oh yeah, so yeah, the, the Browns. I mean, you're not going to get much competition from the Cleveland Browns, but you know, it seems like that's what they played over the past couple weeks. Um, the Giants back back in Week Six, and they yes. lost uh, that game. They lost to the Jets, but then they came back after a bye and beat Pittsburgh and Cleveland. So, you know. Um, holding Le'Veon Bell to 32 yards rushing, Sonny, in Week Nine against against the uh, Steelers—that's a big deal. That's a huge yes. deal. Yes. Um, so I don't think that, you can put this uh, in Dak's hands, and I'm going to tell you the reason why, Cuervo. He's uh, passed the ball 280 times. The rushing, uh, the, the rushing has been about 280, 290. Okay, so they're right around the 50-50. If this team starts throwing more than they run, that's when they get in trouble. And they haven't done it all year except in week number one against the Giants where they lost the game where Dak Prescott threw the ball like, you know, close to 60 times. Stupid, stupid play. Keeping it, if they keep it balanced, that's where they win football games. And whether it's Dak Prescott, you know, running the football, because he can run the football. He's rushed for uh, 31 times for 125 yards, a respectful four yards of carry. But I agree with you, Cuervo. I think they got to get Zeke Elliott out in the flat. 
18 catches, 250 yards, okay, and a touchdown. One of them was for 83 yards, all right? So 250 yards of those 83 was on one play. Get him involved in a different way. Let him use what he can out in the ability in the open field. And uh, I think that's where another place where they could actually win this game. So, And that, that all depends upon play calling. And Because I, I'm going to be honest, if, if I'm going to bash the Dallas Cowboys, sometimes their play calling really, really confuses me. And last week was one of them as well. They were lucky to get that win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were. They, they were really lucky. I mean, if it wasn't for – you know, How bad the Steeler defense is. Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if it was just prevent to the prevent or they just thought they had the game won. And, and I mean, you can't – with that offensive line, Sonny, you're, ne- you're never you, – you can never guarantee yourself a win unless that clock says zero. And unless you that bet. clock says zero, you, you don't have that W against the Dallas Cowboys. And, nope. and that's what they proved last week. So. You know what? Who are you honestly, picking? You're on the clock. Who are you picking? I, I, yeah, I know. I'm stalling, but your locals are going to hate me. Your locals are going to hate me, but I'm going to do it. I'm pulling the trigger. I'm taking the Baltimore Ravens because of the fact, the fact that they that they won that game last week against the Steelers the way they should have lost it. I think. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I think. Uh, I think they're kind of not overlooking this game. But they kind of feel like maybe oh we can't be touched in other words so kind of yes yes I kind of feel like this is one of those they get knocked back down to reality type games and I'm just looking at their defensive numbers Sonny it's bad I mean I think Joe Flacco could have a field day against this this uh, Cowboys pass defense and they give up yep they give up a lot of passing yards especially on third down yeah they give up a lot of third downs they give up a lot of a lot of passing yards the the rushing the rushing game I mean. Baltimore doesn't really have it's anyways, respectful. but they don't really rush it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so and they give up a lot of third downs too. So I, I think Baltimore wins off on the arm of uh, Mr. Flacco. Looking to the future of the Dallas Cowboys, is Tony Romo with the Dallas Cowboys next year? Nope, nope, absolutely not. I think I don't think you pay. A backup quarterback that amount of money that Tony Romo. But we are play. talking about Jerry Jones, though. I mean, somebody who does stupid things. I mean, does uh, makes decisions like that. Yeah, I, I, I just don't. I mean, everybody has a boundary, Sonny, and I think paying a hundred million bucks for a backup is, is. I don't think and Jerry Jones is a lot more business savvy than that. So, I think Tony Romo's gone after this year. Well, you know, he already gave him a $100 million contract. That right? That part you're right about. Uh, the question in reality is as far as, you know, it, it, I, I go back to Jerry Jones. And Jerry Jones is a guy that, you know, makes decisions with his heart sometimes more than his brain. And, and and that's where they run in the problem with Jerry Jones. I mean, look, I mean, they had Greg Hardy on their football team last year. But here's the breakdown, okay? All right, the guy, the guy so this year, okay, he, he's made an incredible $20 million bucks this year, okay? Next year, he's due to make $19 million as a backup. I'm with you, Cuervo. It's hard to, you know, fork over $19 million for a backup quarterback in the NFL. Um, that having been said, we know about sophomore 
We know about defensive coordinators in the NFL, Cuervo. There's going to be enough film on Dak Prescott to where they will figure it out. How will they figure it out is going to be the big question. And who do you want to drop back to? Do you want to drop back to a traditional backup quarterback to take over for Dak Prescott or a guy that is capable of being the starter for your football team? Um, well, I want a guy who wins. If we're talking about quarterbacks. I want a guy who's going to win. I want a guy that is going to. Hmm, how do I say this? Well, not hold under pressure. I mean, somebody right. that, that embraces embraces the moment and says, "All right, this this is this is one of the moments that I've been waiting for." You know, you envision certain things as a kid, you know, or when you're in, you know, when you're in high school and you're thinking about playing in a game like that in on a pro level. I want guys that that can keep themselves calm under just like a Tom Brady can, just like Aaron Rodgers can. You know, guys that that can stay focused. Right. If if you're a guy that your attention span is that of a three year old, forget it. you're not gonna make it in this league. You got to be able to stay focused and finish the job, and and I think with Romo, Sonny, honestly, I just I just think it was being the pressure of being the Dallas Cowboys quarterback, and we've talked about this before. There's just certain positions in sports that you, when you hold it, it's um, there's a lot more to it than just oh yeah, well you're the Dallas Cowboys, you know you're the quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. Like, yes. But it, it, you think about the, the, the history, and there's so much more to it than just that. I mean, you think about the fan base that they have, and you think about the, how important the position is. All that adds up to holy cow. And some guys, they just, they, it, it, they crack. And they can't. Question, they no question. This is a big decision for Jerry Jones. I'm going to tell you the reason why. I just pulled this up, and I didn't know this. Oh, well, I, I sort of knew it, but I didn't realize the ramification. Listen to this number, Cuervo. On April 1st, 2015, they signed him to that contract, the latest contract, okay? The guaranteed contract of $55 million. Now, in quarterback positions, you can't break that up into two years, okay? He has signed this thing last year, okay? So the, the fact, first of all, Tony Romo, this this could be the best thing in the world for Tony Romo. For the rest of this year, he's not going to see the field mm. unless Dak Prescott gets hurt. Okay, he's got a yeah. full year to get healthy. Okay, all right, to get healthy, be one hundred percent going into training camp. And believe me, they'll have two red shirts on this guy to make sure he don't get hurt in training camp. Okay, but come come next year, this guy will be one hundred percent healthy but the 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 guaranteed money was 55 million 55 now on uh, you know if they put him out there okay and cut him okay you know or or give him the franchise tag he's going to make 20 million dollars anywhere anyway and you've already got that into him he's going to be a Dallas Cowboy next year Cuervo because that money's coming out of the Dallas Cowboys pocket 
regardless. So he's going to be, a, at least the way I look at it, unless someone's going to eat some of this contract, whether it be the Jets, whether it be Denver, whether it's Arizona, Arizona needs to get up off the wallet and get this guy. I'm telling you right now, the Arizona Cardinals need this guy really, really bad. Uh, unless a team eats some of this contract, not only that, if he's not on the football team next year, Cuervo, he's got a cap hit of $40 million, a cap hit. It, they, I, I don't think they. I don't think they can afford that. Forget the money. The money is no big deal. That Jerry Jerry pisses away a million dollars just going to the bathroom in a bar. This, this guy, this guy is going to cost him forty point four million dollars against the cap next year. I can't tell you how many salaries that takes up if you cut him. And that's why I think there's going to be a surprise team that winds up. Landing uh, the uh, you know Tony Romo, it, it's not yep. he's not going to Denver. I'm telling you right now, Denver, forget about it. It's not happening. It is not happening. Why, why, why would that be? Why, why would that be? I think I know where you're going with this, but why would that be? Why would he not go to the Denver Broncos? Oh, gee, I don't know, Sonny. Maybe because they weren't even willing to. Uh, <laughs> Well, no, okay, let me rephrase that. Let me rephrase that. They, because they're going to ask him to take a pay cut, a huge pay cut, humongous pay cut. And he probably is, he's probably not going to want to do it. Now, there's an article that came out this morning on Yahoo that says Denver is Romo's preference. If he could choose where he goes next, it's the Denver Broncos. But what I think he doesn't understand is if he does that, dude, you're taking at least half of a pay cut. Half your salary is gone. Now, if he's okay with that, then all right. Then I guess he's going to wind up being a Denver Bronco. But, boy, I mean, that's a lot of money you're asking him to. It's $10 million bucks. He's, he's averaging $20 million a year. That That's so, a huge – that's a half a pay cut. You're talking about $10 million. Compared to twenty, and there's other football teams yeah. out there that'll pay him seventeen and eighteen million dollars. I.e., the Arizona Cardinals. The Arizona Cardinals are in a very bad situation right now with Carson Palmer. Carson Palmer not playing the way that he is capable of playing. That we know how he can play. And hey, age will catch up to you. That's just the NFL. And the Arizona Cardinals need to bust their butt to try to get this guy on that football team. They should, Sonny. But I'm gonna I'm tell you. I'm going to tell you where, where Tony Romo winds up. I'm going to tell you, and this, and this may shock you, but I'm going to tell you where Tony Romo ends up. You know where he ends up? Somewhere in an analyst booth. I don't think Tony Romo's playing next year, Sonny. I'm going to be totally honest with you because not, not only is there no team that's going to be willing to pay the salary that he's making, but I think if, if Romo's smart, if he's smart like you say he is, he's going to look back and he's going to say, damn, if I try to if I try to sign with another team next year, am I really helping them? Am I really helping this team because of all the injuries that I've gone through? And I think he I think he's afraid he's going to hurt himself again, Tony. So you know what? I you think, think he's gun shy? I, I think yeah. I guess if you want to call it that, I think Romo hangs it up. I think he hangs up the uniform after this season because. You just it's just like Peyton Manning said, you know when it's when it's, when you're done, 
there's nothing you can say. And it, and it may not be on your terms, and they may not be when you wanted it to happen, but you just have to know, like, I've got nothing else. And, and with Tony Romo, he hasn't played a full season in how long? It's just he's, he's not the same guy he was five years ago, Sonny. It's not going to happen now. But if I have to pick a team, if I have to pick a team that he goes to next year, and, and I believe and, and you convince me that he is actually going to play, the team that I think he's going to go to, I'm going to say he's going to go to the Jets. Jets, 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 Jets. I'm right there, right behind you because of why uh, the relationship with the defensive coordinator uh, from the Arizona Cardinals, now the head coach um, over there. Um, So Todd Bowles, you know, and and, and I'm not saying because they have a relationship. I'm saying that someone's going to be able to protect him. Okay. I think Todd Bowles will say, hey, we have Tony Romo. We got to protect this guy. And I think Todd Bowles knows that, obviously, with him being a defensive coordinator. If they do pull him in there, that means they're going to have to get that much heftier on the offensive line there in New York. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, the offensive line is going to have to improve big time. But here's the thing. I, I say the Jets because you're walking into a pretty good situation. Aside from the fact that you have to play New England twice a year, um, you know, you, if they can beef up that offensive line a little bit better, you've got a good – three-headed monster offensively with Marshall, Brandon Marshall, yes. Eric Decker when he, when he comes back next year, Eric Decker, and Matt Forte. I mean, aside from Dallas, I mean, I can't think of a better three-headed offensive monster than those three guys. Yeah, I mean, You can argue in Pittsburgh with Bell, Antonio Brown, and whatever other receiver you want to throw in there, Martavis Bryant if he's not suspended. But I mean the the Jets the Jets have I mean Forte Marshall Decker that's pretty good Sonny. Yeah. He would he would be walking into a pretty good situation there. Um, guys that he can throw to that'll make plays. Uh, but like you said, that offensive line is going to have to get a lot better. If, if yeah, beef up. Actually, get bigger, get bigger yeah. and better, and, and the main reason, and, and they say faster. I don't say faster, but faster, but I say agile. They gotta be able to move, and, and they gotta be also willing to realize that if they're beat, where they are when getting beat, whether or not they have to take the penalty because you can't. This guy is fragile, Fred, Fred Jackson, all over again, but at the quarterback position because you can't let this guy. And and maybe maybe you're right, Cuervo. Maybe this guy knows this. Maybe he knows. Hey, you know, he's gonna he got 55 million, whether he plays or not, for for two years of service. Okay, that that just reminds me of Carson Palmer back at the Arizona Cardinals. He signs that freaking contract, and literally the next day he's out for the rest of the year after he pocketed 20 million. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's the same situation. Um, yeah, as far as money is concerned, so you know. I think the Arizona Cardinals have to make a play for him. I really do. Um, they they need a quarterback, and, and Larry Fitzgerald needs a guy to throw the football to him. And Carson Palmer, you can say whatever you want about Carson Palmer. He's what he's done, respectful for the last three and a half to four seasons for the Arizona Cardinals. Fine. 
But this year's obviously shown that this guy's got some holes in the armor, you know, kinks in the armor. People are getting by it and getting into him and finding a way to him. They're four, four and one for God's sake. They couldn't even score against the Seattle Seahawks a touchdown in five freaking quarters. The Arizona Cardinals have to make a decision there. So, but the Arizona Cardinals, you know, are the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I have Dallas. Uh, Cuervo going on the other side. We, we covered a lot of the Cowboys in depth here on today's show. Reason being, obviously, because we're right here in the D-A-L-L-A-S, Dallas. So uh, we we touched a lot on them. So since we touched a lot on them, we went overtime with that, which is fine because that's what we do. We'll talk about it, um, and especially with the local links. I appreciate uh, Cuervo holding on to that. That having been said, let's take a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We'll be back in 3.53. We'll talk about the other games a little bit faster than, the, than obviously the Dallas Cowboy game. We'll be back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. That being said. At Regal and Rustic Estate Sales, let us take the burden out of hosting, staging, and cleaning of your estate sale or liquidation. We will provide reliable, friendly service with an experienced crew. We have an excellent reputation for professionalism with exceptional customer service and knowledge. We understand that staging and drawing attention to your sale is key. Most importantly, we listen to our customers' needs and pay attention to detail. That is what separates us from other local estate sales and companies as we truly care about your presentation, property, and belongings. That's Regal and Rustic Estate Sales. Contact Renee Sheffield at 972-861-0231 or check us out on the web at regalandrustic.com. Don't just call any heating and air conditioning repairman. Call an expert. At Stevenson's Heating and Air Conditioning, we are your experts. Whether it's a seasonal maintenance that keeps your system running at a peak efficiency or a complete replacement of your system, Stevenson's Heating and Air Conditioning does it all. Common Sense Solutions for your home comfort. Stevenson's, where quality is our standard, not our goal. Give them a call at 972-475-3227 or check them out on the web at stevensonshvac.com. Let Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors help you restore your home to its like-new condition. Need a contractor? Let us be your first stop as well as your last. We specialize in everything that others don't, such as stained concrete floors, wood spot repairs on doors and floors, stainless steel spot repairs, anti-slip on floors, and more. Want to see what kind of work we do? Check out our Facebook page and you can see the craftsmanship you'll receive and expect from Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors. Give Rodney James a call at 214-536-2607. That's 214-536-2607. Or check him out on the web at www.buffalocreekdoorsandfloors.com. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors. 
proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. Unpleasant surprises can be annoying, but sometimes they can be devastating. If your retirement plan is vulnerable to unpleasant surprises, you do have a choice. There are strategies that can help ensure any surprise is a welcome one and reduce the threats to your retirement. Nest Egg Wealth Advisors specialize in helping protect your portfolio from unpleasant surprises. Visit nesteggadvice.com or give them a call at 972-412-6064 to request a guide to your nice, predictable retirement. All right, we are back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. It's Sunday morning. It's week number 11 of the NFL, our weekly tradition. That being said, taking off here, I'd like to thank a few people out there. George Brown. Drummer of Cool in the Gang listening to us. Thank you, George. Thanks for giving us a listen uh, from my favorite band, by the way. I, I know those guys personally, but th- thanks, George, for giving us a listen. Appreciate that. And uh, so good stuff there. Um, also, some other things going on as the uh, Rowled Eagles are going to kick it into va- uh, the varsity football uh, basketball. So we're going to start covering that as well. Yes, also, folks, I do realize. I wrote it wrong. It's week 11. Got it. Completely understand it. Also, for those that want to get your God on. Okay, great. I'm sorry. It was a joke. Don't, don't, don't take headphones into church and listen to us. Okay. It was just a joke. Okay. So just like keep getting your God on, leave you for earphones at home. If you happen to be around listening, thank you. Get your God on. Don't take it in the head signs. It's amazing what happens when you when you when you mess with God uh, on a Sunday morning. Don't you, just don't do it. So um, those just don't do it. So that having been said, of course, that's the name of our show here on a Sunday morning. Let's head into some of the games that are happening. Let's go to the Arizona Cardinals. Four, four, and one. They're second in the NFC West division. The Minnesota Vikings second in the NFC North. Uh, you know, it, it, we talked about these are two teams, men to boys, this year, injuries being a huge situation with the Minnesota Vikings. And the Arizona Cardinals just suck. I'm just going to put it out there. They're, they're taking that step back to the 90s and the early 2000s of the Arizona Cardinals that um, this is a football team that cannot get their head out of their behind. That having been said, this is a good te- test for both football teams as they – Gear up for December, Cuervo. This one here, you're looking at a defense for the Minnesota Vikings. That is tough, 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 tough. I don't know if Carson Palmer is going to be able to figure it out. It's going to have to be done by the running game, but you're not going to run on this Minnesota defense either. So, I mean, I'm looking at this game. I'm trying to figure out where the Cardinals have a chance of winning this game, and I don't see it And because their defense, you know, their defense is probably the best part of their football team, but even I think Sam Bradford might have success against this defense. Well, I tell you something. I'll put it. I'll put it to you this way: um, the Vikings haven't lost. Or they haven't won a game since their bye week. Okay, they've lost four games in a row. And yep. You know, and they. I mean, it's not like they've played the cream of the crop in the NFL. I mean, they they lost to the. Philadelphia Eagles, who have been struggling. They lost to my Chicago Bears, for God's sake, on Monday Night Football. Oh, God. Night. God that, that was yeah. a horrible Which, football I mean, game. Good God. Unwatchable. 
Well, I wouldn't say unwatchable, okay? But for the Vikings, <laughs> eh, probably should have won that game, okay? Oh, God, yeah. Then they turn around, and they lose to the Detroit Lions at home. They lost, which I called that game, by the way, but regardless, they lost the game at home to the Detroit freaking Lions. And then yep. last week, guess what? I they picked the Lions around, in that game, by the way. Yeah, so did I. So, I mean, ESPN, if you're listening, hey, you know, give us a call. But anyways, <laughs> um, <laughs> but then and then you have then you have last week where they lose to the Washington Redskins, and I'm not and I mean I'm not saying the Redskins is a bad team, but my gosh, I my mean, gosh, if 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 I remember right, um, they were winning this game early and they should have won this game. Yes, I mean, it was they 20 did. Twenty to seven at halftime. Twenty to se- and then they got shut out in the in the second half. It was twenty to fourteen. I'm sorry, twenty to fourteen. So they were up, but then they couldn't score a single point in the second half of this game. So it's kind of like they fizzled away. Yep. I mean, you can't blame it on Sam Bradford. He had a good game: three hundred seven yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Exactly. But here's but here's the deal, Sonny. Let me tell you, we talk about balance with the Dallas Cowboys. It's not there with the Minnesota Vikings, okay? And Absolutely I know Adrian not. Peterson, and I get it. I understand. You're talking about AP. You miss him. But you have to at least try to run the damn football. But trying to run the football 15, 19, 21 times in a game, and that's amongst five running backs? Sonny. Got to give to him at least 25 to 27 times, at least. Uh, And when you're a bad football team, you have to figure out where you're good and where you're bad. So you got to start running balance offense. Balance offense is huge. Exactly. Their leading rusher, Jared McKinnon, last week. You ready for these amazing numbers, Sonny? Yeah, I'm ready. Bring them. They're leading the the Vikings' leading rusher last week. Was Jerry McKinnon six rushes for sixteen yards? Wow! Yeah, bring him down. And, and they wonder, and they wonder why they keep losing football games. I guarantee, if I go back and I look at the other games, I'm going to see the same thing. Look, Vikings, Minnesota, please, if you're listening, Mike Zimmer. I know you're missing AP, but dude, you have to at least try to run the football. The Minnesota Vikings offensive line is not that bad, actually. No, it's they, not. And defense, exactly. And the defense can take – if you have a lead, guess what? That defense is good enough, but that's the thing. They don't – they can't they, – they're not doing it. They're just not – they're not holding on to lead, you know, where um, – now, granted, I mean, four field goals in the second half is why the Redskins won this game. That's why they mm-hmm. won this game. Because, yep. You know, and, but at least – but at least they were holding them to field goals. Now, that doesn't excuse the Vikings from being shut out in the second half, okay? But it's because of that no balance that they have in Minnesota. Run the damn football. At least try to run the football. You've got guys that can that can run the ball. And they're not Adrian Peterson. See, they got spoiled with Adrian Peterson. And now they're like, well, damn, AP's gone. I guess, I guess uh, our season's done, guys. No, next man up. Next man up. Just like the Packer backer said that one time on our show. Yeah. But, but, <laughs> but it's right. But he's right. 
He's right, Sonny. You got to at least try to run the ball. Now, whether you're going to do it today against, uh, you know, against the uh, the Redskins, or, or I'm sorry, not the Redskins, but Cardinals. The, um, the Cardinals. Good luck with that. You know, and 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 I think I think they can do it, but they just have to actually try to run the football. So, well, I set this up. Until, <laughs> go, go ahead. No, I was going to say, until they actually try to run the ball, Sonny, I can't pick the Vikings to win a game. I can't pick. Well, exactly. And, and that's the reason why I set it up this way. Because when I first talking, you're sitting here going, Sonny's picking the, the, the Vikings. And here's one of the things, the reason why. There's a couple of reasons why. Number one, they haven't won a game since Mike Zimmer said, uh, I'm out of here. Or um, uh, North Turner said, I'm out of here. This is a football team, okay, that has no leadership whatsoever at the offensive coordinator position. They're in a lot of trouble. Okay. The Vikings also lose their starting left tackle, Jake Long, as he blew out his Achilles uh, last week when they lost to Washington. Okay. So they signed some dude off the street, for God's sake, to replace him. Off the street. Not next man up. No, the next guy walking down the freaking street. I mean, come, please spare me of that, that kind of nonsense. Um, and then um, at left tackle, uh, Matt Khalil, uh, he was lost after two, the, this offensive line is decimated. Hey, you say whatever you want about Turner. And Turner knew he's seen, the, he's seen the light, whether, like I said, he's got an offer, he's going to be a head coach someplace next year, or he just seen the light. Because I'm going to tell you right now, the Arizona Cardinals right now, you know, they don't have to score very much to win this game. And the reason being is, is that this is the week we're going to see this happen. So, I, you know, I don't know what they're going to do offensively. You know, it, that, that's going to be huge for them. It, they got to figure out some other things. you got uh, some dude by Jeremiah uh, Sorales. He's going to move to the starting lineup at the, le- uh, at the right tackle. Andre Smith is gone for the season. T.J. Cummings is another guy that they're going to try. It, th- this I'm going to tell you, this is a football team that got lucky to go on the winning streak at the beginning of the season, Cuervo, um, more so than anything. And right now, I think an average Arizona Cardinal team, and that's what they are, folks, they're average at best, that are going to end up coming back and beating this football team because Carson Palmer, he doesn't have to throw for 300 yards and six touchdowns to win the game. He can throw for 225, 250 yards, three touchdowns, and let that little running back do the, do some work as well. And they're going to win this game. They're going to win it comfortably. And so those that thought I was going to bash the Arizona Cardinals, I, they don't have to be good to win today, Cuervo. Bill, you're right, Sonny. I mean, We'll see. We'll see how they do on the road. I mean, I know the Arizona Cardinals. We, when we talk about the Cardinals, we've talked about how they struggle on the road. Now, whether that's going to happen today or not, uh, I don't know. We'll see. But you're talking about an Arizona Cardinals team, Sonny, who's from the desert. Guess what? It's going to be 26 degrees today in Minnesota. We'll wow! See how that nice works day out for the Cardinals. Nice yeah. day. Yeah, but at least it'll be sunny. <laughs> At least it'll be sunny. So I'm I'm on Arizona today. How about you? Where are you headed? No, I'm, you know what? I think I think today's the day that the Vikings bounce back and they get a W. Uh, they're at home. It's cold as hell, and we all know the Arizona Cardinals 
Um, well, they just don't do too well in type, that type of weather. So, in a close game, and I'm talking, well, Blair Walsh isn't on the team anymore. So, whoever they're kicking, they might win. The field goal. <laughs> exactly. Now, if Blair Walsh is still on the team. Then I, I might lean the other way. But I think today, the new Vikings kicker, whoever it is, maybe it's uh, maybe it's Ray Finkel. I don't know who it is, but whoever it is, Sonny, uh, that. That guy will make will kick a game-winning field goal. The Vikings will win seventeen, fourteen. I say. And you know, that, that interestingly that you say that um, it, it Blair Walsh he, he is out of there, um, and uh, I'm trying to figure out. I, I don't even know who replaced him. Do you know who replaced him at all? No, I don't. I don't. I don't know who. Maybe, maybe it is. Gary Anderson. Maybe he came back. I don't Kia know. <laughs> Forbath. A guy by the name of oh, Kia Forbath. Uh, never Forbath. heard of him. I, yep. I know who never he is. Never heard of Kai him. Forbath. So, Kai Forbath, son, he used to play. He used to kick for the uh, Redskins. He kicked for the Redskins for a couple of years. Mm. Um, yeah, so he's, he's, he's not bad. He's, he's a pretty good kicker. He's got some, you know, he's got some time under his, under his uh, legs, so... That's a good pickup for them. Let's see what happens. It's going to be, you know, men to boys. This is a, that's a good one as well. Let's head on to the next men mm-hmm. to boys. Because when you look at some of the games that are happening today, and in this one here, we should be talking about the Cincinnati Bengals. That's three and five and one. Third in the AFC North. Still not out of it, by the way, but the Buffalo Bills are four and five. They're third in the AFC East. These two teams, man, we're not getting what we expected from the Cincinnati Bengals. And, uh, you know, I can always blame Ray Lewis. I always find a way to do it, but my gosh, I don't know. I don't know if Ray Lewis is going to be able to get over this one. The expectations of the Cincinnati Bengals this year, Cuervo, was huge. I mean, teams had them in the AFC Championship game, i.e. me. I had them there, Um, but I I just don't know, man. I look at this game, and I want to, first of all, Buffalo's lost three games in a row. I think they may lose four uh, four games, but this is going to be a close game. Cincinnati, they can't seem to get off the schneid either, so I'm not sure what's going on over in Cincinnati um, because they're just not that bad, but right now, when you look at it, Cincinnati Bengals hosting the Buffalo Bills today. One of these teams are going to be eliminated from the AFC wildcard race. The loser is done. Um, so that's going to be huge today. I, you know, I don't know, Cuervo, uh, that, that tie actually helps the Bengals in reality if they win. Um, but if they lose, they're going to be out of it. So I don't know. What do you think about this one? Uh, well, first of all, I hate ties just as much as you do, but that's oh, the NFL rule. So, you know, I mean, <laughs> unless we become commissioner, it's not changing. So, yeah. But you know, I mean, so I, I didn't really watch too much of the game last week, but to lose by one point, uh, I mean, it, it's got to be a killer. And, and um, you know, I mean, I'm looking at these numbers. Andy Dalton, what's up with that guy? I mean, he's yep. putting up some some rookie numbers, okay? I mean, Dak, Dak Prescott is playing like the, the veteran, and Andy Dalton is playing like the rookie. I don't know what's up with this Bengals team, but, Sonny, they're just not clicking offensively, man. Like, 
the, the, this offense is not the same Bengals offense that we were watching a year ago, two years ago. And I'm telling you, this this goes to show how important coordinators are in the NFL. Okay. Right. First they lose Mike Zimmer two years ago. In yes. All right. And what has the defense done since then? They've gone absolutely down, downward spiral. Now they lose Hugh Jackson last year. Okay, to be the head coach of the Cleveland Browns. Or did they lose this year? It was one of the two. And now you look at the downward spiral of the offense. But who's the one guy that's still there, Sonny? That, exactly. Marvin, Marvin Lewis. Lewis, my buddy. Yeah, your buddy. But your buddy, let me tell you. <laughs> your buddy? Sonny, this this is proven this is proving the point that we've been making for how many years now? Since we've been on air in 2000, and since we've been since I've been on the air in 2009, and since you joined me in 2010. Yeah, he's not that good of a head coach. He's, he's not, not that good. He's not. It, it just it, fire you Marvin know, Lewis, promote one of the other two. My God, how hard can that be? They they should have got they should have gotten Mike Lewis, Zimmer should be the head coach Mike of the Cincinnati Zimmer. Bengals. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Amen, Sonny. Uh, that's who should be their head coach right now. But they let this dude walk. And and the Bengals are probably kicking themselves in the head. And if they're not, then, well. They're well, they're not a smart football team, so they probably are not putting two and two together, realizing they lost Zimmer and Hugh Jackson. Now, now, now they really suck. Yeah, well, they're becoming the Bungles again, as Chris yep. Bergen always used to say on ESPN. They're becoming yep. the Bungles once again. And, you know, hey, it was a nice run while it lasted. You had a good three, four years. It all started with Palmer and Chad Ochocinco and those guys. And yep. Well, you guys, yeah, it, it, it's going back to the good old days, Sonny, of being the Cincinnati Bungles. And, I mean, I, I, just, I just don't see, how, first of all, how the hell are they favored today against the Buffalo Bills? No uh, clue. Unless they just get that home, they they get that home field three. I I wouldn't think that they would be uh, well, favored in this it's, game. It's it's two and a half. So you nailed that part. You nailed that part. It's a two and a half point spread. But the Ridiculous. fact that Cincinnati is favored. Take Buffalo. I mean, let's, let's take Buffalo. I, I mean, I, I'm circling the wagon, Sonny. I've, 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 we've, I think we've already made this call. Next game. <laughs> yeah, I, I, this this is ridiculous. And here's the thing, you know, in the AFC, okay, in the AFC, you can lose six games and make the playoffs. Okay, it, it's usually ten and six getting you in. Okay, nine and seven, man, uh, you're, you're 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 hanging on there. But ten games, you sometimes get you in. Obviously, you go back to the year without Brady, and they went eleven and eleven and five and missed the playoffs. But usually, ten games in the AFC is going to get you in the playoffs. Neither one of these guys are going to get there. I, it, the, the Buffalo Bills—they're not—they're just not even a good football team. But here's the thing: this is a football team that makes plays every once in a while. Right now, the Cincinnati Bengals can't even make a play, and that's one of the things we've seen the big, big time difference. Hugh Jackson, not being the offensive coordinator of this football team, has evidently broke the back of this football team. Like you said, you lose Zimmer two years ago. Now Hugh Jackson, like the only one that's left, unless you want to fire the secondary coach, whoever the hell that is. Um, so, you know, I think it's time. It's time to go ahead and break out the barrel. And, you know, it, 
they got to have a barrel of fun on the day they fire Ray Lewis, I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that, but, then, but then the search then the search begins. All right, so now you get rid of Marvin Lewis, right? Who's, who's, who's going to come in to replace him? Who's going to come in? Is that, I mean, is he, in most cases, I'm right there with that statement. This one, it, it don't matter you bring in a first-year coach, okay? I'm sorry. It, it, it doesn't matter for this franchise. They've had this guy as a, as a cornerstone of their franchise. Obviously the wrong guy, in my opinion. Obviously since 2009, I've been saying fire this guy. Here we are eight years late, almost eight years later, this guy's still the head coach of this football team. Um, obviously, and they got a franchise-type quarterback that they're paying money to to Andy Dalton, uh, you know, it doesn't matter it, as long as it's not Marvin Lewis. All right. But here's the question, Cuervo. You know, the people that are making the decisions to let a Marvin, Lu- a Marvin Lewis remain coach as Zimmer makes his way out of town and Hugh Jackson decides to take the head coaching job for a horrible football team. Yeah, some of this has got to be put up on the obviously the front office of that football team. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm with you, Sonny. I mean, it's just bad decision. I mean, sometimes they nail it with the draft. But when you're talking about your staff and, and, and the people that are leading these players, you know, I, I don't know if it's just they're, they're hooking up their, their buddies or, or, or what, but they're just not getting the job done when it comes to the leadership of this franchise, you know, head yep. coaches, uh, 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 coordinators. Hell, what's the GM been doing? I mean, he's just sitting on his butt or what? Like, yeah, as long as I draft good guys like A.J. Green and, and Jeremy Hill and, you know, those guys, um, then yep. my job's done, right? My job's done. Nah, buddy. No, it's not. But your job is never done as a GM. So I really think that there's a lack of accountability, lack of responsibility yes. with this yes. franchise. And, um, again, I mean – why the hell is Marvin Lewis still the head coach? <laughs> I think that's the question. Amazing me. Six years, right? Yeah, we talked about the animal picture. It's somewhere. So I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually going Jets. You going Jets in this game? Um. Well, Cincinnati. I thought they were playing. Uh, Cincinnati oh, I mean, yeah. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm wrong. Uh, they're, they're playing ball. I meant Buffalo. Buffalo. There you go. I, I stepped away from my computer, so I didn't know who they were playing. But, um, yep, I'm taking the Buffalo Bills, Sonny. I think I think Rex Ryan goes in there and and uh, steals a win. Seals a win and makes him pad his winning streak as he misses the playoffs again, but does well at the end of the year against useless teams that it won't matter. But yet, you know, Rex Ryan, he's a great coach. Yeah, whatever. Next. Um, mm-hmm. Now, here's a game that's important for the Dallas Cowboys. Because if they do fall to the Baltimore Ravens, okay, the New York Giants, they got your Chicago Bears. Now, I'm, I'm not trying to bash your Chicago Bears or our Chicago Bears. No, I'm, I'm a Bear fan, but this this go is ahead, an important ball. game for this is an important game for the Giants, knowing what's going on. Giants are hoping the Baltimore Ravens can show up and win because if the Giants get the victory here against the uh, uh, 
the Chicago Bears. The Giants will be one game out of first place after an amazing eight game winning streak uh the giants will turn around and win five games in a row and be nipping at the heels of the dallas cowboys Cuervo. yeah and, and, and that's why you know i think the giants are going to come out and they're going to come out swinging um, i think so too you know, when, when, when i hate this football team oh. <laughs> uh well i for today i hate them too so uh, god but, i mean if, if you look at the situation i mean they're in second right now to begin with yeah, in their division, the Giants. The Giants. Prime to make, prime to make a move. Yeah, they are. But here's the thing: the Washington Redskins are right there, nibbling at their ankles. They're right there. Absolutely. They're like, you know, um, you know. We'll and the Cowboys get them on Thursday. So I mean, you could potentially, you could potentially, by the end of Thursday, be out of first place and then third. <laughs> well, they could be tied. If, if if everything goes to hell for the Cowboys and they lose today and Thursday and the Giants win today and Thursday, you're talking about a tie for first place at eight yep. three. Yep. It can, and and, it, and that, it's amazing that can happen in the span of four days. In the span of four days, you can go from having a two game lead to being tied first. And on t- wait, hold on a second, though, Sonny. Even though they have identical records. Technically, the Giants would be in first place because if you go back to week one, the Giants beat Dallas. So that's your tiebreaker. Yep. So the Giants would be in first place in the division by Thursday if they can win today and Thursday and the Cowboys lose today and Thursday. Crazy. Yep. And it would be uh, – and then I, the sky – we'll find out if the sky is falling within uh, – <laughs> <laughs> Within five oh, days, Cuervo, the, the oh, sky gee. could be falling in the big D A double L A S. I'm telling you, and that, that's how that's how cowboy fans are. That and and no no offense, it's good for radio. I hope it happens. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, yeah, the, the sky would be falling in 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 Dallas and. I mean, you know, firejasongarrett.com would start up again. Um, <laughs> you know, sell, sell the team, jerryjones.com is going to start up. Uh, you know, Mac Prescott is overrated.com is going to start up. <laughs> Ezekiel, Ezekiel Elliott is a bus.com is going to start up. I mean, everything is just going to, I mean, we'll see pigs flying in the air. Let's just leave it at that going to be great. I mean, great radio, something great to talk about next week within, uh, within it. it, it but, um, you know, the bear, I, I just, you know, the bears, they are, they, they're in a lot of trouble. Um, uh-huh. I, I, and, and it doesn't, it's not necessarily that the giants are a better football team than the Chicago bears is more than the fact that this is a football team that figures out how to win when they got to win. They go on the roll. They did it years back, you know, where they just go on a win streak at the right time. This is the right time for the New York Giants, especially if the Dallas Cowboys do their a-traditional, you know, take a dump in December uh, kind of thing. New York Giants could end up winning this division, and boy, oh boy, the, the sky would be falling, and everybody want Tony Romo back at quarterback, too. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, boy, breaking news, huh? Man, that would be <laughs> great happen. sports talk. 
Great sports talk. Um, I mean, I don't have a lot to say. I mean, the Giants should win this game. I mean, there's just nothing there for for the Bears. You know, they get that victory on Monday Night Football, you know, which they had no business winning against Minnesota. Um, but, you know, I, I just don't see anything there for Chicago in order for them to make a, uh, a, a whirl on this. They're on five on the road as well. Yeah. Yeah, at least their two wins are at home. I mean, that's, yeah. that's always a positive. Keep the fans coming <laughs> back next year. they're not at home today. Yeah, <laughs> they're not in Chicago today. But Yeah. Yeah, I mean, all I'm going to say is Odell Beckham could be looking at a record today. No, I, I mean, you know, I, that... I, I, I don't know. I, I, I just, this is the kind of game I hope an Odell Beckham falls on his face when he should light him up. And, and maybe, maybe he'll, maybe he'll turn him around. Maybe he'll take the step back. Maybe Eli Manning throws four interceptions and they barely win by a, a field goal, you know, late in the fourth quarter. You know, I, anything to shut Odell Beckham up, maybe. Yeah. Well, I mean, not against the Bears. I mean, Odell Beckham's <laughs> going to have his way. I hate to say it. Yeah, I hate to say too. it, but me too, big time. I think he's going to. He's going to. Ha- I mean, my God, look what Jameis Winston did to this Bears defense last week. Exactly. And, and that was that was really rough to watch, by the way. And it, I mean, <laughs> very second, very rough. In the second the second half, just I mean. It ruined my day, Sonny. That second half of that <laughs> football game really, it, it really, it ruined my day because it was good. It was a good first half, and they were, they were only down by seven points, and then they got shut out nineteen nothing in the second half. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's all she wrote. And Jameis Winston looked like damn uh, Dan Marino. You know, looked like looked like Dan Marino out there in the second half. <laughs> Whoa, boy, I tell you. So you got the. You know, I, I'm then, assuming you got the. You got the Giants in this game. I'm assuming, right? Yeah, Sonny, I do. And and by the I, way, by the way, shout out to Alshon Jeffrey for uh, getting suspended. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> honestly, Sonny, I I think that answers everybody's question on whether they're going to get rid of him or keep him. I would think I, so. I really. I think I think, I w- that, I think that question's already been answered. We're cleaning house in Chicago, but it's you know it's it's oh god, why are we real? Why do we have to rebuild again? The, the Chicago Bears have been rebuilding for thirty years, Sonny. What's going on? Well, it's sort of like the, what I say about the Jacksonville Jaguars. They, you know, they're growing as a team. Well, it's time for them to grow up. I, you know, that's you know, they're just not able to do it. Thirty years, Sonny. I, I, I know. That, yeah. <laughs> last time they're in the Super Bowl, yes, I get. Yes. Oh, well, not last time. Since Walter Payton retired. Well, no, no, no. That's not true. They were in the Super Bowl against the Colts. Okay, they blew against the Colts. You know, but they at least made the Super Bowl. I know. I'm trying to find the excuses for you, my friend. I, you know, I, I don't know. (laughs) Can't do it. All right, fine. I will. All right. I will say. I mean, Brian Urlacher. You know, uh, he's going to be a Hall of Famer in a few years. But other than that, there's really no bright spots with this team. 
Nothing nothing to write home to mama about. You're absolutely right. Next game up on there is my lowly Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm not going to talk about this game at all because they're going to lose. They're going to go to five losses in a row because Detroit is not just that good. They just happen to be good enough. Um, and plus they're at home. They're a pretty good football team at home, Cuervo. Um, and the Jaguars couldn't, you know, fight themselves out of a paper bag right now. Um, as for all the excuses and everything else, you watch this football team will maintain Gus Bradley as their head coach next year because they got rid of the offensive coordinator like it really helped. Um, and, and the Detroit Lions right now, you can say whatever you want. They're on top in the NFC North. No one was talking about that at the beginning of the year. Um, and we're talking talking about quite possibly Matthew Stafford actually giving talks about the MVP um, for what he has done. And you talk about a guy that gets rid of his main weapon, which I, I said at the beginning of the year, this is the best thing that could ever happen to him because now he can become a complete quarterback instead of a guy who just depends on one guy to catch the football. Yeah, we're talking about your guy Bortles? No, I'm, ta- I'm talking about Matthew Stafford. Oh, oh that guy, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, honestly, Sonny, I am shocked by how well he's playing. I'm, I'm going to be I'm not, honest with you. I'm not. I, I, because I really, because once really, you lose you lose a Calvin Johnson, Cuervo, you got to find you got to find players that are open. You, you got to find them. I didn't them. think I'm, he'd be able to do that. And I honestly it, it, didn't think he would be able to do that. And, and that's why I'm shocked. That's why I'm really surprised um, at how well he's playing because I just – it's just kind of like peanut butter and jelly. You know, you, you get rid of one, and how are you going to do without the other? How are you going yes. to do without the other? And, and I really felt like with, with Calvin Johnson retiring and all that, I'm like, Stafford's going to be like a lost puppy. He, 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 he's going to fall apart. Oh, this, this is not going to work. You bring in Marvin Jones, good, good receiver, and he's doing good things. But then you bring in, you know, 44-year-old Anquan Bolden. I'm like, Really? This is the best you guys can do. But oh, they're making the best of that, out. aren't they? Yes, yes, yes. And on top of that, Sonny, this is one knock that I've had on Stafford for the past few years now. He's actually utilizing his tight end. Absolutely, Pettigrew. Pettigrew was we we talked about it on this show not more than two years ago. That I, and not only that, Cuervo. The tight ends have been open in the end zone, and he still went to Calvin Johnson. You know, yeah. whether it's yeah. Pettigrew, whether it's uh, – the guy's name starts with an F. Uh, the other tight end that they had that was really, really good. Um, yeah, uh, Fourier. Fourier. Fourier, exactly. Yeah. And, and now you got Eric well, Abram uh, out there. You know, Abram now is the, the guy that's been doing it for them. Abram absolutely. Been this year. And, and, and that is so huge. Yeah, he's only got one touchdown, Sonny, but at the same time, he's the third leading receiver on this football team. Exactly. You gotta, you so. gotta find the guys that can get open instead of throwing it in the area. I get why you do it. Don't get me wrong. For folks that have, you know, already ripped me up for 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 things here today, I get why you throw to Kevin Johnson. I get it. 
But at the same time, if, uh, if Fournier is wide open in the back of the end zone, which I cannot tell you how many times he was, and you don't throw the football to him because you're going to force it up there, it, it, mix it up a little bit. Matthew Stafford was not necessarily the best quarterback coming out of college, but you've seen what he could do because of Calvin Johnson. Now you get away from you, you get away from the security blanket that is Calvin Johnson, and, and Matthew Stafford, you know, is worth the numbers that he's been putting up. Four to five thousand yards a season, he can still do without his number one security blanket. That's Calvin Johnson. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and again, Sonny, I'm just. I mean, I, I'm not upset about it, but I'm just really, I'm surprised, and I, I'm kind of impressed. I'm kind of impressed. I am too. So, I am. I am too. You know, but just the just the way he's been able to find new receivers, that I, that's good on him. Good on him. You know, I really thought he was going to fall apart, but good on him for being able to stick stick with what he's got and and whatnot. And it really goes to show you that Stafford is is a better quarterback than a lot of people thought. Yep. And this is the game he has to prove it, boys to men. Boys to men. The the Lions should beat the Jacksonville Jaguars without question. But if the Jaguars stay into this in the fourth quarter, that's where half the problem is for the the Lions. The Lions have sometimes, when they give up games, they give it up in the fourth quarter, man. And regardless what Matthew – see, now Matthew Stafford is not the guy where you think if Tom Brady needs to drive for a field goal or touchdown, they get it. You don't think that. You think 50-50 when you think Matthew Stafford. He needs to take the step up to 75%. He needs to do it three times out of four to make himself that quarterback, and it's got to start today because this game will go down to the last minute of the game without question, Cuervo, whether it is the fact that the quarterback will find maybe some of those good wide receivers that they have on this football team as far as the Jaguars are concerned and they'll burn the Detroit uh, defenders uh, here. Will Matthew Stafford be able to lead them to that game-winning drive, touchdown, field goal, whatever the case may be, boys to men? I I don't even think it's going to come down to that, Sonny. I see Detroit having a nice lead in this fourth quarter because here's the thing. I don't think think Jacksonville offensively is going to click today. I think think they're – because of how good Detroit's secondary is, and we talked about – we talked about it earlier this season. You know, we talked about um, – oh, God, I'm having a brain fart now. The name of the quarter, the corner that they have up in Detroit. Um, uh, really good corner. Darn it. I'm going to have to look it up real quick. But I, I'll look I, it I up. Go think, ahead. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think uh, Jacksonville is going to be able to put up points like they normally do. Uh, Darius Slate. Uh, Darius Slate, thank you. Yeah. That guy is going to be all over Allen Robinson. And Allen Robinson is not going to do anything today. I'd be surprised. If he has 80 yards today, I, I think I think Slay has gotten that good to where he is. Well, they got to get Allen Hearns involved with this game and Denard Robinson, okay? And unfortunately, I know their names off the top of my head. They're my team, so I know they're out there. But if you're not going to get Denard Robinson involved in this football game as a good number three, a good guy to throw the football to, Blake Bortles, okay? you got to get the ball to the guy. Like you said, Allen Robinson's going to – he's going to have Slay all over him this whole game. So you got to deliver the ball to the, the second and third guy. And 
that's the reason why you have good second and third guys on your football team. These guys are capable. The question is, is can Blake Bortles deliver the ball? He's going to be under pressure. He's not going to be able to get the ball to Allen Robinson. Will he have enough time to get it to Hearns and Rob, uh, Robin, uh, the other Robinson, Denard Robinson? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I got a question for you, Sonny, because you're the Jaguar fan. You are the, the, the I'm the fan. The uh, you're you're the, this is your team. Why the hell? Why the hell does Julius Thomas only have 27 catches this season? Well, that's that's another thing. You you got to get you got to get the ball to a guy that can make the plays, and and, and it's obvious it is that they don't know who can make the plays. They should know. Like you said, but they don't know who can make the plays. Uh, and, and it's mainly because the guy can't deliver the ball to the guy that makes the plays. It, it is as simple as that because you can go back. If it's Blaine Gabbert or, or going on to where they are right now at their quarterback position and Blake Bortles, they don't have the right guy to, to deliver the ball. I might have fell for this this, you know, look out for the Jaguars at the beginning of the season if it was a different quarterback. Unfortunately, Blake Bortles hasn't lived up to exactly what I thought he was. Why? Because if you're an average quarterback in the NFL, you you lose the defensive coordinators, and that's what happens because defensive coordinators make you make the mistakes that average quarterbacks make more so than guys that lead their team to, to, to the end zone. But I tell you, Sonny, I took that bait. I took that bait. I bit hard. Yeah, you on did. It, you you know? thought, like, hook, line, and sinker. I, I think the hook is still in your cheek. Uh, yeah. Well, no, it's 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 starting to loosen up. But you know, uh, because I, I don't I don't think Jacksonville wins this game today. No, um, I don't think know, they I, do I'm either. All over, I'm all over Detroit today. Uh, Detroit. Uh, I, I just think that. And they're gonna and they're gonna have a huge game. They're gonna, I think they, yeah. they, they're going to have a huge game in yards, but I, I still go back to the fact that sometimes this team doesn't score. They'll give up a turnover. Matthew Stafford will throw a bad, bad interception at a bad, bad time, and then he's going to have to make up for it. That's one of the things Matthew Stafford has to stop doing, making bad turnovers at bad times to where he has to try to win the game with Calvin Johnson or now whoever's out on the football field for him in order to win football games. He's got to stop making that one mistake that puts them in the uh, the hole. You make that mistake when you're up two touchdowns, that's fine. Guess what? Dak Prescott does not do what Matthew Stafford does. And right now, that's why people like da- Dak Prescott, because he doesn't make the mistakes. And by God, Matthew Stafford should know better at that time. Got to learn to protect the ball. And sometimes Matthew Stafford is too much of a gunslinger slash Brett Favre in order to try to get yeah, victories. Exactly. You t- Sonny, you took the words right out of my mouth. I was just going to say, I think Stafford kind of has that Brett Favre syndrome where yes. he thinks he can get, you know, certain passes in the tight spot. And it just doesn't work out in his favor. And I think that's the one thing that really holds Stafford back from I agree. taking his game to a, to the next level. Because, I, and we've seen it so many times, like you said, where he tries to fit passes in the tight spots. And, well, you, you take that gamble and uh, sometimes, like, like, like the, uh, the saying goes, you got to know when to hold them and when to fold them. So, Absolutely. Yeah, Sometimes just, you got to know when to throw the ball out of bounds or take a sack more so than turn the ball over. And the, the time, and, and here's the main thing on that Cuervo. It's the timing of those turnovers as well. I mean, you know, in tight football games, tight, tight football games uh, where you, it, where you're not expected to win the game and you have the lead, you make 
that mistake because you're dying to make that play. And sometimes you got to get that mentality out of it. The guy will throw for four to 5,000 yards each and every year, but you'll look at his interception ratios, his fumbles as well. He's also got a fumble problem as well. It'll slip out of his hand sometimes. Um, it, he's got to clean that up. So far this year, he's actually kind of done that, but he's still known to try to make that play. Um, and there's been a couple of games where the Lions should have won the game, but he made that play that makes Matthew Stafford, you know, just an above average quarterback. But you're right. They should be able to get the victory and, today uh, and, yeah, and, and go from there. Yeah, yeah. Pittsburgh Steelers, Cleveland Browns. I, this is going to be this is going to be a this, this is going to be a ma- yeah massacre. That was Next. the word I was looking for. This is going to get ugly, and and I want to spend game, three please. minutes on it. Um, it. The Steelers should have won last week. They were pissed off going into the Cowboy game. Now imagine how pissed off they are going up against the zero and ten football team. Cleveland might not get into the end zone. And and here's the thing: the Pittsburgh Steelers obviously don't have a good defense, and that Cleveland Browns might not even get into the end zone. You know, Sonny, when teams play the Cleveland Browns, I like to think of it as an extra bye week or, or yes. even a scrimmage. A scrimmage. Right? Because that's what it really is. Yeah, that's what it really is. I mean, 0-10, hell, it's like we said earlier, Brown fans, Browns fans are excited that RG3 is practicing. Absolutely. That's, that's, you know, you, that's how you know bad you, it is. <laughs> when you, that's, you know, that's when you know you hit rock bottom as a franchise. When you're excited about RG3 practicing. We're talking and about that, practice, and, and that's big We're news. talking about practice. We are talking about practice. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and and the bad thing about that is, Cuervo, I'm going to tell you right now, when when you are as bad as they are, and and, and Cuervo, they, they they're they're not they're just not bad. They're they're god awful. It, it's it's almost it's almost a uh, embarrassment. Don't talk about yeah. it. playoffs. You kidding they, me? Playoffs? They don't know what the playoffs are and here. I'm supposed to be the franchise player yeah. and we're in here talking about practice. Practice. That's what I it mean, is. Listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game. Yes, not, we are, a game yeah. not a game. It's we're not a game. Practice. It's practice. It's not a game. It is practice. And and we talk about playoffs. That is God, I when you Cuervo, the Browns are gonna finish 0 and sixteen. They're not gonna win a game. I I'm sorry, they're not. And they they don't have the capabilities of winning a football game. Regardless, they, they they can't even trip their way into an accidental win. They're that bad. Yeah, they are, and they're going to be the second team in history to uh, I agree. go on sixteen. I I I, 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 and, think, I think I'm with you on that one. Hey Cuervo, when when you walk in, okay, you walk in first of all at the beginning of the season with RG three as your quarterback. That right there, if you can't get if you can't get to the fact that you're not a good football team, all you got to see is RG. Now, granted, now. I'm not saying they were good. They shouldn't have picked him up. He was the right guy to start at your quarterback position because why? Um, he was the best one. He, God, he was the best. 
Cuervos, they're averaging only 17 points a game, for God's sake. This team cannot get out of their own way. And, and listen to the schedule. Listen to the schedule. They got Pittsburgh, who's going to murder them. The Giants are going to run all over them next week. Then they got to buy, so they won't lose that week. Uh, but they have Cincinnati. Cincinnati will beat them. Buffalo will beat them. San Diego will beat them. And then they got Pittsburgh again. They, they, they are going to – the only game they got a chance – they got it. They got a chance. Is what, what's that guy on Dumb and Dumber say? I, I, that means I got a chance. They got so a chance against a chance. Cincinnati. They, so I'm saying there's a chance against Cincinnati uh, because they're going to go to Buffalo and they're in Buffalo. They they might have had a chance that that game was at home uh, against Buffalo, but they're mm-hmm. going to be in Buffalo, so they lose that game. Uh, the fact of the matter is they will be. Um, Cincinnati is going to come into town. That's the game they have a chance at. But the rest of them, they're just going to get blown out of the water. San Diego, and it's going to be San Diego is going to light them up. San Diego is going to beat them by 35. They'll, they'll lose that game 35 to nothing. It, it, you know, uh, because San Diego knows how to score. It's going to, it's going to be 28 nothing at halftime uh, in that game. Um, yeah, and I'd be shocked if it wasn't. I mean, yeah. it, it's it's uh, not going to be pretty today if you're a, a Browns fan. I mean, yeah. Le'Veon Bell, Le'Veon Bell is starting to heat up now. I mean, you look what he oh, did yeah. last week against the Dallas Cowboys. He got in the yep. zone a couple times. Uh, I'd say midway through the first quarter, he's probably going to be in in a couple times in the end yeah. zone for you know. So it's uh, okay. going to be a long day. Oh, can we say zero and eleven? Oh, uh, very easily. Oh, in 11. Next game up on board, Ron, the Couch Potato Sports Show. We're looking at all of them. Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Kansas City Chiefs. Now, normally, I'm looking at this game. And I, I, the, the Chiefs are 7-2, and two, Cuervo. I want to tell you right now, and, and that's coaching. It's not talent. And coaching will always beat a good football team and bad football team. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are just not a good football team. And can we finally say it? Can, can, can Sonny be right? Dirk Cotter is the head coach of this football team. And you say whatever you want, but I've been on Dirk Cotter for the last 12 years in the NFL. Okay? And they keep hiring him and hiring him. They keep proving my point. And the simple fact of the matter is, this is his second year with Jameis Winston. Guess what? They already got him figured out yet again. This time he just happens to be the head coach of this football team. Mm, well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, since we're predicting things here, which Dirkotter is good at, you know, you're, you, anybody could predict what he's doing, uh, but. Uh, my prediction is that uh, it's, it's going to be another one and done. You know, why did you get rid of Lovey? Why did you, I, I've got love for Lovey. You know I do something. Right? So yep, mad. Why he? Why he got? Why he got canned after one season? I mean, what, what that tells me is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are. I don't know. They're not in to win. I tell you that, and, and I feel bad for a guy like James Winston who who can really, I think, excel in the league. And, and I don't just see it. I don't see it happening because your, your playing for a franchise doesn't seem like they uh, they care about winning too much. Well, and that, well, here, here's another thing about that, Cuervo. We talk about Lovey, and, and Lovey is a guy. 
Lovey is a guy that can figure out they they may not always win. They may not always be the most consistent in reality. But you gotta love what Lovey always brings to your football team. And what is that? That's a defense. And we, we talked about this defense, Carvo. We talked about how good the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense was. Okay? Now you can say whatever you want, but when you look at this football team and where they are as far as a history, a, a history of a team that cannot get out of their way, you'll give Levy Smith one year to get an opportunity to try to change that. I agree with you, Cuervo. This is, this is so silly. It's unbelievable. But, you know, you look at a, you look at a football team. Who was the one dude that was the head coach, just this last coach that uh, Dirk Cotter took over for? Um, I, I, I mean, before Lovey, who was who was that? That was another guy we kind of liked as well. His name is slipping my mind. Lovey and wasn't Lovey in for two years? Uh, I am off again. I think. Hold on. Oh, he he'll be right back. I thought I was off. Okay, so he's gonna be right off. But yeah, another football team. Hopefully, I'm still on the air. I, I gotta find that out. Um, that that having been said, you know the Buccaneers are a football team that sometimes have always had their problems getting out of their own way as well, and that's always gonna be something that you can look at as far as their head coach is concerned. They got Dirk Cotter as their head coach. Of course they got a problem. Of course they got a problem. And I I don't want to – I like the personnel on this football team. I really do. I like the personnel. The question is, is can the personnel get the job done at some point? And I don't know if they can, Um, it, with, obviously with the coaching staff. So the coaching staff is a big problem. So they've got to figure out the coaching staff, and then you can put together the players. In this case, a lot of times the players really put you together. It's what it is. It's the players. Um, in this case, though, the Kansas City Chiefs, they're 72. They're at home. The Kansas City Chiefs. I'm telling you right now, this is a – this uh, I love this division. The AFC West is a great division in football. And like I said at the beginning of the show, don't forget about the um, the uh, San Diego uh, Chargers. I think they can actually get a win here today as well. So uh, it, it's going to be huge for that. So uh, Cuervo took a quick break um, as he had to run and do something. We're going to go through our final break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. You're listening to coverage of the NFL. It is week number 11. Yes, I know the title's incorrect. Forgive me all. And again, don't bring your headphone. Don't bring your headphones into God's house, okay? It was a joke. I probably will be right back. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast.
It always happens. 6 p.m. on a Saturday night and your heater or air conditioner goes out. What are you going to do? All the heating and air conditioning people are closed. How about 24-hour service available at 5-star HVAC contractors? You can be sure to be serviced amazingly fast. That's 5-star HVAC contractors serving RELED 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 214-457-8441. Call the experts at 5-star HVAC contractors. Spirit Outfitters be your home for any of your specialty needs. Spirit Outfitters can do it all. Whether it's screen printing, custom apparel, spirit gifts, or embroidery, Spirit Outfitters has you covered. Need personalized apparel? We can do that. Want something just for you? We can do that also. Spirit Outfitters will let your imaginations run wild. Give them a call at 972-412-3440 or visit their showroom at 3538 Lakeview Parkway, Suite 101 in Rowlett. Or check them out on the web as well at thespiritoutfitters.com. never make talking about insurance as exciting as the Kentucky Derby. However, we can make it interesting to see how much we can help you save money on your car insurance. Check out Coslo Insurance at Rowlett Road and Main Street in Rowlett, or check them out on the web at CosloInsurance.com, where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, but is it fresh? This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Fit Body Boot Camp. What makes Fit Body Boot Camp a unique fitness program is the value of consistent coaching with a professional fitness trainer in a group environment that generates exceptionally high levels of fitness results. At Rowlett Fit Body Boot Camp, we offer complete fitness programs unlike any other that you've tried before. Our program it consists of unlimited group training sessions, fully customized nutrition planning, and a result tracking system designated to ensure our members achieve their fitness goals. Contact Tom or Mark at Fit Body Boot Camp located at 2502 Lawling Lane in Rowlett, Texas, or give them a call at 214-888-2848, or visit them on the web at www.rowlettfbbc.com. Giants win today. 
They're going to be nipping right at their heels. And then what happens? Next week, on Thursday, the Dallas Cowboys get Washington. And if they lose that game, that's a problem. And then on, because, and the reason why, the Giants have Cleveland next week. And that's almost a gimme win. And so looking at where Washington is, now, I, I don't, don't get me wrong, okay? We're going to talk about that game. Washington takes on Green Bay today. We're going to talk about that game here in a few minutes. Hopefully, we'll get Cuervo back up online. But if not, we'll talk about it still. But that's a big-time game. Washington and Green Bay tonight, Sunday night football. Because there's really not a lot to talk about. But this game, as the Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers, they take on the Kansas City Chiefs. This is not a, this is not a great game. Uh, for Tampa Bay. I don't think they're going to get the win. I think also Cuervo's going Kansas City. They're 7-2, first in the AFC West. And uh, they don't have a strangle on it, hold on it by any stretch. And, in fact, that's going to be an interesting division with Oakland as they take on Houston, who's 6-2. They've won two in a row. Oakland is 7-2, and and they've won three in a row. That game happens on Monday night football. That's going to be a good Monday night football game. Not the big names, but a very, very important game for both football game teams. So the AFC uh, West is definitely shaping it up, and if Kansas City gets a victory here today, which is what I think will happen, should be interesting. Now, a five and five Tennessee Titan football team takes on a four and five Indianapolis football team today. And this one is going to be an interesting here, game here today. And I, I say that because of the closeness, of, first of all, the closeness of these, this division, okay, for the AFC South. It is huge. As sitting in first place in this division, okay, I, I'm about ready to say what I'm about ready to say because I can't believe that the Texans are in first place in this division. And they got a big game they've got to win on Monday Night Football. But boy, oh boy, I, I don't know. That's going to be huge. See where they are. By the name, I was looking for Raheem Morris was the name of the gentleman who was the coach before uh, they brought in uh, a couple of uh, – uh, Lovey Smith, who was there for two years, and uh, the gentleman who actually came out of Harvard, if I'm not mistaken, or one of those Ivy League schools that took over that football team for the Buffalo, uh, the uh, Buccaneers. But this Tennessee Titan football team, I don't know. Okay, the Titans were tied for the fewest points in the NFL through four weeks, and since then, Mike Malarkey's team, okay which is Smash Mouth Football. Whatever you want to say, Smash Mouth Football. He has really, really played out before everyone's eyes. You've seen the change right in front of us. Last week's 45-25, I mean, shellacking of the Packers. What makes you want to know, this thing really, really is coming coming to grips right before you. 
and the Indianapolis Colts are not playing good football. Those 47 points that the Titans got against the Packers was the most the Tennessee Titans uh, team has scored since 2009. It's also capped off a six-week stretch in which they've averaged 34 points a game. 34. Oh, do you think a running game really helps this football team? DeMarco Murray's been incredible. They're making less mistakes in the red zone, and they've been good in the red zone. So when you combine both of that, you're not giving up points and scoring points? Good. Five and five. They want to keep doing what they're doing, but they do go ahead and they do get Andrew Luck. And this guy is like his name this year. Sometimes he gets lucky. But three offensive starters are going to be sidelined in this game. So that is huge for uh, a football team that depends upon an offensive line to do what they got to do. So looking at the, the Indianapolis last week, okay, after what Tennessee did to Green Bay is huge in this game. Tennessee has got to figure out the, how to really, really stay close with this football team because just because they shellac the Green Bay Packers doesn't mean they're going to roll, roll all over these Indianapolis Colts. However, they have the possibility of doing so because that secondary is god-awful. They are not putting it together in the, in the uh, secondary for Indianapolis. So, you know, and, and I, I don't care about history in this games, okay, because it, it doesn't, history means nothing this year. It really doesn't. I, I don't even know how, why anybody brings those into play. I say on this, it, it's a week-to-week game. So, it, the, this game here is more about whether or not Tennessee will continue doing what they're doing. Look at that game against Green Bay and see it as a good output and continue doing it. Because they're in contention there in a division where only the Jacksonville Jaguars are not going to make a play for where where their records are standing right now. Because in the NFL, a two-game turn – Two bad weeks. We talked about the Dallas Cowboys. In, two, in less, than, less than a week, they could be out of first place. I'm not doubting your Dallas Cowboys, guys. Just, just chill. But if Dallas loses this week and they lose on Thanksgiving and the Giants win the two games that they should win, the Giants are going to be in first place in this division. And, and it's not because I want to hope that happens. It's just it, it's going to be something to talk about. And why is it something to talk about? Is because the Dallas Cowboys, as usual, always getting that big media hype. But this year, for good reason. You don't go eight games in a row without getting some hype. But how quickly? Less than seven days. Less than five days. In reality, seven, because the Giants play on Sunday. They could be in second place in this division if, it, if the scenario works out. 
But Tennessee and New England, I'm going to take Tennessee just because they've been scoring 37 points. Indianapolis has not been playing good. They have not, and they haven't figured out what the problem is in the secondary. Until they do, they're going to continue losing. So I'm on the I'm on the Tennessee Titans, even though they're on the road, and that's actually a good thing for them because they play horrible at home. So if for them to you know win on the road is not a great big surprise. So the next game up is the Miami Dolphins. They're five and four against the Los Angeles Rams. They're four and five. Rams are good at home. Dolphins going cross country. I don't have a lot to say about this. If the Dolphins win, it wouldn't surprise me. But I'm picking the Rams at home. Jared Goff, though, you know, these mark that. I, 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 since I heard that Jared Goff was starting this, I want to just have them say this is a stupid move, by the way, for the Rams. This is dumb. And the reason why? Let's go to let's go to the standings. Okay, y- you. You've got to see where you are, and I get it, and I understand. Sometimes you've got to see the writing on the wall. Case Keenum is not a great quarterback, but you're also the Rams. You are 4-5 and five in this division. You're bringing in a rookie that has not seen the speed. Sorry, this is a huge mistake. I'm picking Miami. Miami's going to win this game, and, and the main reason is because Goff is the rookie. And he's going to look like a rookie. I don't care if you want to talk, oh, he's had a lot of time to let bull, bull, bull. The speed of the game is going to be something that this guy has not seen ever. I don't care how great Jared Goff is. Don't care. Even the Miami Dolphins will look like Speedy Gonzalez to this team. And the Rams are going to lose this game. They're going to drop the four and six. With Case Keenum, at least you win the football game. And I say that. This is a mistake by this football team. They'd be 5-5, five and five, and Seattle cannot maintain what they're doing, which is leading this division, because they can very well lose to the, to, the, uh, to the Eagles. Case Keenum needs to be the starting quarterback for this football team, and you don't leave – listen, you don't leave Jared Goff in there to take the loss in this game. You just don't. And then you bring in Case Keenum and say, well, you know, we tried. But this is not the week to do it. The Rams are making a huge mistake. One team is only coming out of this division. You're not completely out of it. Granted, you should be, but you're not. Big mistake. Big mistake. Dolphins get the victory here but just because they bring in a rookie quarterback. Yes, and it is that simple to pick that game. Big mistake. Big, big, big time mistake. Hold on. Before I go on, since they just clicked in, where about? The Rams are starting Jared Goff this week, two games out of first place. If the Seattle Seahawks lose on Monday Night Football or Sunday, whatever it is, I mean, and and the Rams get the one game behind. This is a mistake, as they've done all year long. If you were going to bring in Jared Goff, you should have brought him in week number one. But now you're in the division fight where you still have a chance to win this division, Cuervo. Is this a mistake, or am I just thinking crazy? I I think it could potentially become a mistake, Sonny, because, you know, you said they're in playoff contention or they're not? Well, they're they're in the playoff contention because they can win the division. They're not – there's only one team coming out of the West. 
Okay, and I'm not saying that they will beat Seattle, but with where the standings are sitting right now over in the NFC West, the Seattle Seahawks are six and two and one. Okay, now granted, that's a it's a pretty good record. That one and one makes a big difference. But if the Rams win with Case Keenum, they'd be five and five. If Seattle loses this week, they'd be six three and one. Okay, so you're really looking the game and a half behind. This is not the time you throw a rookie quarterback out there where all the teams are at 100% speed that you're going to see for the year. And Jared Goff hasn't even seen this yet. This is a big mistake. At least Case Keenum has seen them. And if Case Keenum starts this game against the Miami Dolphins, they win the football game. Instead, Miami's going to get the victory because Jared Goff is going to look like football follies in week number one of his career. <laughs> football, wow! I I remember watching that. God, yeah. years ago. I, I don't even know if they still do that show, do they? But I don't know. I I just remember <laughs> watching it, and 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 I I just yeah. think that that's what we're gonna see. I, and, and yeah, it's too I mean, bad too. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's besides the point. But yeah, you're right. I mean, hell, I mean, it's, I mean, it's not like it's not like uh, you know he's gonna be pressured into uh, winning a game so they can. Playoff potential. Oh wait, that's right. They are. Yes. This is a bad. This is a very bad idea, Sonny. And I'm I agree. If, so, it's this, one that gets Jeff Fisher fired. I'm, I'm this, sorry. This is a big mistake. That, oh, that's what I was going to say. It's going to. It's going to put the nail in the coffin on Jeff Fisher's time in now L.A. But with the Rams, and they're going to be coach hunting next season too. If this thing falls apart and. And oh, it's going to. Like you said. Well, now here's the thing, though. In in their defense, in their defense, you're talking about the number one overall pick. You don't draft the guy a number one overall to say, eh, if we have the opportunity to put him in, no, we're not going to do it. We're not going to do it. That I was week one. Right... <sighs> yeah. Yeah, I, I think you're right. See, but th- that's what kills me, though, Sonny. You know, every year we hear about these teams, and they're like, all right, the plan is we're going to sit him down this year. He's going to develop under our veteran, and then in two years we're going to start him, and he's going to be great. Something never happens, happens anymore. It never happens. Something always goes wrong along the season, and boom, they hit that emergency button, break glass only when necessary, and now you're seeing him in week 11 starting his first game. So dumb. If, so if you could, dumb. If, why didn't they just, well, I mean, you can't redshirt in the NFL, but, I mean, did, did Case Keenum do something wrong? Like, am I missing something here? Did he mess something up to where now he's now he's not getting to start today? Is he hurt? Is he is his feelings hurt? Like, what's going on with, with Case Keenum? Why is he not getting to start today? Well, the the reason why he's not getting the start today because they're not five and four instead of four and five. Oh, okay. And, 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 that, and there's, there's, there's that that's the thing is is there's no explanation for it. Okay. Uh, now, Case Keenum. Okay. All right. He hasn't played. He hasn't played well through the whole season. Let's don't. Let's not get. But right now, who's the better quarterback? I mean, if you're going to throw Jared Goff in. And even the Miami well, Dolphins, okay? They got Sue. Sue's going to gobble this guy up all day long today. 
I mean, I, I'm saying he's not as good as he used to be, but he he's a rookie. He's going in there in game in, in week eleven. Okay, where all the teams are at full speed right now. First five, six games, yeah, they're they're getting to the point where they're at full speed. You know, get him in there where he can learn that and be ready for it instead of being bitch slapped right there at full speed defense in his face. And even the Miami Dolphins can get in his face. The Miami Dolphins are five and four on the season. They've won yeah. what four games in a row. Miami's won four games in a row, by the way. In case anybody hasn't been keeping track. I haven't. I haven't, and I'll tell you, I. That's, that's shocking. That is, uh, yeah, yeah. Because you know how much love I don't have for the Dolphins. I had them finishing last in this division. Yep. Right now they're second. Okay. Yep. Sunny, Thanksgiving's coming up, but I might have to pass on that turkey and and take some crow because. Yeah. I had I, I had my I had Miami finishing last in this division, and right now. Uh, and rightfully so. Real stupid. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, but uh, well, hold on a second though. Let's let's take a look closely though. Who are, who are these four names? Who are these four teams that they've beaten? Okay, it doesn't. Got, but, uh, and but and we'll get that answer. But does it matter? Because they don't have any control over who's in front of them. They still got to figure out how to win. And Miami traditionally trips over teams against they should win against. So well, sure it matters. Sure it matters because if you're if you're beating bad teams, which you should. Um, you're you haven't really been tested in the past few weeks, and and I'm not saying the Rams are a test, but you're talking about a struggling Steelers team who still didn't have Le'Veon Bell at the time in Week Six. You barely squeaked by the Buffalo Bills in Week Seven. Week Eight was the bye. They beat the Jets. Okay, I'll give you that one. That's a, that's a pretty good one. It's a division game. And then last week they beat uh, the uh, San Diego Chargers, who. I bet you if I look at that game, let's take a look. Oh, look, they got outscored in the fourth quarter 10-7, to Sonny. <laughs> no wonder the Chargers lost. Just uh, so Actually, I'll even take it a step further. The Dolphins outscored the San Diego Chargers in the second half, 24-14. Yes, yeah. well, and, and San Diego – and San Diego, a traditionally, went in a halftime with the lead. So, yeah, they're a bad second-half football team, Corvo, without question. So, there you go. There's your answer. The San Diego Chargers, once again, let a game slip right out of their hands. Yep. So, hey, we got to go shotgun because we're off in four minutes, Corvo. So, uh, L.A., Miami, Let's I'm taking it. Miami. I, I, I'm taking Miami to win five in a row and over against the rookie. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll, I'll, uh, I'll do it too, Miami. Shotgun on Tennessee and, and Indianapolis. Tennessee, you know, they've been scoring 37 points a game. Indianapolis can't get out of their own way. What do you got? Titans. I agree. Titans right there hot. with Titans. They're very hot. They're very hot and because they, they got a running game now too. New England and San Francisco wasn't going to waste a lot of time on this one. I'm taking the pass. Got to take the pass. And if we and, and, and good games tonight, but we can't really jump into them. Philly in uh, Philly in Seattle. Seattle has to get this game. Uh, this is an important game because of that stupid tie. And Philly has capabilities. I'm I'm calling upset here on this one, Cuervo. I, and the main reason why I am is is that 
I don't think Seattle realizes how important that tie is to him. They think it's going to be a big thing for him in this division. I think it's going to come back and bite him in the butt at the end of the year. What do you got? Um, well, since we got to make it quick, I like the Eagles. Wentz looks like a rookie. Uh, compared you to mean, you ha- you mean Seattle. You have Seattle because Wentz looks like a, a rookie. Oh, who did I say? I'm sorry. Yeah, the Seattle's going to win. Yeah, all right. The Green Bay Packers in Washington. Washington, a great home team, uh, gets the Green Bay Packers, who's lost three games in a row. What do you think? Ooh-wee, I'm taking Kirk Cousins and the Washington Redskins. <laughs> I knew you would. I just know you well, but I think Washington's good enough to get the job done. So, yeah, yeah especially right now with, you know, is there a problem with Aaron Rodgers? Who cares? Guess what? Finally, and I yeah, said it three years ago, Cuervo, the weight of this football team is finally putting it on his shoulders the whole three years. Guess what? Uh, it's now finally getting into him. I, I called this three years ago. This is a football team that depends way too much on Aaron Rodgers to get the job done. And they're going to lose today, and they're going to lose four in a row, and, and the sky will be falling over in Lambeau. Oh, boy. Watch out yep. for that. And I'm, I'm just cr- sitting back and – as a two and eight Bears fan, I'll be laughing. Yeah, and and Monday Night Football is not a great game, but as far as standings are concerned, six and three Houston, Oakland Raiders seven and three, both teams. Uh, Houston's won two in a row. Oakland's going to win. I'm taking Oakland uh, because Houston just can't just can't keep getting the job done with Brock Osweiler. No, and and I think I think uh, you know obviously the Raiders playing the way they are, especially offensively. Um, yeah. And, and here's you know, the thing. The, you, don't, it, it, you don't have to worry about J.J. Watt or anything like that. Yep. So I think, I think uh, you know, the Raiders are in good shape in this game. It's going to be an interesting thing going on. So um, that's going to do it for us here on the Couch Potato Sports Show as we end up three hours of coverage of NFL. We do week in, week out. That's going to do it for us. So for everybody involved, obviously, Cuervo, thanks for joining us and getting in here early. Oh, no problem, Sonny. I'll be here from now on pretty much every Sunday. Very good. So we'll finish out the year. So next week, it'll be week number 12. We'll cover it here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Tuesday, Rowlett Eagles take on the Rockwall Yellow Jackets, our first game of varsity basketball for high school. That's going to do it for us. Everybody have a good time and good Sunday. Enjoy the games. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. America's team has the best record.